Hey there, when you think Klein Alley Show, you think easy, right? Mainly because of our looks, yes. But now when you think easy, you should think San Bernardino International Airport. Because San Bernardino International Airport is the best way to fly out of SoCal. Yes, we did it recently, and it was an easy, convenient experience. In fact, our friend Johnny on the show took his first flight out of San Bernardino International Airport. It's the easiest way to get out of Southern California. Trust us. Plus, parking is just five bucks a day. El Chipo loves that. And now, a brand new episode of Klein Alley Show. Hey there, when you think Klein Alley Show, you think easy, right? Mainly because of our looks, yes. But now when you think easy, you should think San Bernardino International Airport. Because San Bernardino International Airport is the best way to fly out of SoCal. Yes, we did it recently, and it was an easy, convenient experience. In fact, our friend Johnny on the show took his first flight out of San Bernardino International Airport. It's the easiest way to get out of Southern California. Trust us. Plus, parking is just five bucks a day. El Chipo loves that. And now, a brand new episode of Klein Alley Show. Who got ripped off more? Omar will probably be able to judge because I feel like he knows what it, what it takes to fix things. I do know, but things. listen, with, uh, with my rentals and my time constraints, I have been victim of a plumbing scam. Was that the guy that sent you the picture of his dong accidentally? Was that a plumber? Uh, no, that was a concrete guy. Concrete that was on guy. purpose. And that was, yeah. <laughs> no, it was an accident. Yeah. He apologized. Yeah, he had some hard concrete. Yes, he did. <laughs> so I, I, um, I get... In my house, the way it works with my wife, she calls and everything is either fine or broken. There's no middle ground. So she calls me and goes, the sink is broken. And, and it's I, funny because you may, may have been getting those texts right when I was getting texts. Because I was getting texts, the, the, the toilet's all messed up. It's, it's horrible. I can't fix well, it. You I don't got know blamed. You, to be fair, you got blamed for, for leaving a clog in your own toilet and then going off to work knowing that you left a clog, which is a very disrespectful thing. I knew there was thing. a clog possibility. Okay. And that's, by the way, not the first toilet you've clogged either. Someone on the text line pointed out, didn't Allie break one of her friend's toilets with a clog, too? Uh, it's possible. Yes. So you No, now... that was a longstanding issue. Yeah, there was a main yeah. pipeline right. problem. We know where the problem is. Anyway. She's right there. All right. So she... She, she calls whatever. me, says the sink's broken. I said, what does that mean, broken? Because broken to her sometimes just means, like... Did you even check? She goes, it's all full of that, you know, when the sink just gets, the kitchen sink full of all that murky mix of everything it's a mix of food leave-ins and, and you have a disposal so yeah, it can disposal. be like stuff from the disposal yeah, you don't know what up. it's just murkiness yeah. she goes broken nothing's draining da 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 it's gonna start stinking in here because yesterday even though we had a hurricane the other day it was nice to get real hot again real quick yeah so i go all right let me get home and look at it now she knows i'm useless as a man dude I, she was telling me that she was like you're not a plumber you can't fix this i so, was like dude there's things that you can fix from home right and i've heard the same thing and i think that now with youtube and everything else uh, this is a great time for idiots to be able to become experts in the moment. Totally. And maybe you're not yeah, a full-on totally, yep. expert, but we could all figure stuff out. And, and and I've been accused many times of doing the quick fix, not the real fix. Because the quick fix means I can figure out a way to get the water out now. I just can't stop this problem from starting again yeah. tomorrow. And when people, like professionals, explain like, yeah, this will hold you over for like a few weeks, but then this is going to be a longer issue. And you go, yeah, 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 longer issue, whatever. Just fix it. So I get home. I look at it. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I have a toolbox. Most of the tools I've never actually used before, but they're in there. I mean, it's a wrench and a screwdriver and a few different other things in there, and it's pretty sad, and cool. most people would judge me. Whenever I see a real man that's got, like, a real toolbox with all sorts of stuff. Some people have tool trucks and tool, tool garages. Yeah, I, I get very envious of it, and but I'm also, but like— But you also don't know anything about uh, it. Like, I don't know what the—it looks like you got a lot more of the screwdrivers than I got. Yeah, You're like, what kind of bit is that? So I look at it, and I see that there's it's full— I kind of do that thing where I take a wrench and I just kind of hit things. You know, just kind of tap at things. Ding, ding. Tap, tap, tap. Oh, don't, don't do it, oh, Allie. It. Careful. Allie's doing the voice <laughs> Why here. should we do sound effects of anything ever? <laughs> no Why are they all so offensive no sounding? No one's asking you to do sound effects of anything ever. You... Stop. 
asking that's, that's me. I won't sounds. do it. So there I am uh, going to town on the sink, and it sounds like this, Omar. It's, <laughs> so I can tell I'm getting close to the problem. And, um, and Allie's there. And Allie's there, and that's the problem. <laughs> <I> make... <laughs> and I realized that uh, this is way beyond my pay grade. I can't figure this out, so I call a guy. First couple plumbers go, ah, you'll get someone there in three weeks. Uh, get someone there by next week. You know. Well, and I think that a lot of people used the storm as an excuse. Yep. So it was like, well, I can't get out there. Like, if it's a weekend, it's double the price. If there's anything going on weather-wise, it's double the price. One guy says, I can get to you in 20 minutes. Uh, and I won't even charge you anything to look at the problem. Oh, but that's if cool. it's a disposal issue and i got to take that thing apart, it's going to be $189. And then if i got to do a whole new disposal, it could be uh, upwards of 500 bucks. And I'm uh-huh. going, oh, man, this, this is where they've already started on me. Now, in the, by the time the guy even gets there, I notice that one of my kids' stupid sippy cups is, has gotten to a point oh, where it is, it is completely lodged where the water should drain. And it's exactly the right shape. Yep. And whoever designed this thing and is you can't get it out even a with devil. a pair of tweezers. Can't get it out. And the thing is lodged right. It's not an adult cup would never fit there. But a kitty, a sippy cup, perfect size, sits right there. All the water completely backed up. Now, I've diagnosed the problem. So I already feel really smart because I go, I you know can the see problem. A sippy cup? So I call this guy. I go, Turn around. <laughs> I found the sippy cup. He goes, all right, you don't need me to come. I go, nope. Problem solved. Thank you. He goes, all right. Turns around. It takes me about 10 minutes to realize I have no idea to get the sippy cup out. I can't do it. So then I decide I'm going to shatter it with a hammer, (laughs) and then I can pull the pieces out. Good idea, I thought. How are you going to do that with the angle of everything? Thanks, Allie. I didn't think of angle. So I start (laughs) to get a hammer, and I say, everyone back away. I'm going to shatter this cup. My kid goes, that's my favorite cup. Not anymore. <laughs> What's your favorite cup? It's daddy's least favorite cup. Yeah. <laughs> this cup is going to be the most expensive <laughs> dumb cup ever. So I start hammering, hammering, hammering. Sounds like this, Allie. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, my bad. Here, here. Didn't you play Kleins? So I hammer, hammer, hammer. And... Jing, 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 jing. No, it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> and uh, the cup won't break because I got no angle. I got no lever. I can't do anything. Well, also, isn't that stuff plastic? It's thickest plastic, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like so hard to break. So I call the guy back and I say, Turn I around. Know, I know I told you to turn around. <laughs> Can you turn around again? He's like, Are you serious? I go, Yeah, I did find the problem, but I can't, I don't know how to handle it. So the guy turns around again. He comes over. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to have to, um, I thought he'd have some sort of a special plunger. He's a plumber. They could pull the, suck the cup right out like a claw game cool. or something. He didn't have that. He doesn't have that. It doesn't oh. exist. That's what I thought. That sounds awesome, what you said. I know. I, I assumed he's got something <laughs> like, like a super that. vac? I said, do you have like a super plunger? He's like, what? I was like, it's a, he's like, I'm gonna, he goes, I have to take apart your disposal and then reach from underneath and grab the cup out. Oh, that so makes I sense. Say, oh, so the cup went beyond the little Yeah, yeah, yeah went right down. So it's all entangled it, in those in the pipe. Not, in, that not is. entangled, but it's in there. It's it's in it's moved past the hole into oh, the sink. And I go but in, in one piece and the guy goes, I saw so I gotta pay the hundred and eighty nine. He goes, No, no, no. Hundred eighty nine, who said that? I go, Ah, the guy on the phone I talked to. I thought it was you. Sound a lot like him. He's like, No, no, no. That's just a that's just a diagnosis. It's going to be two fifty to get it out, and then I'll, who knows what else I find in there. Which I don't know how they and come I, up with these prices. Uh, it's like, insane. It's like uh, sippy cup. Yeah, that's an extra seventy dollars. Yeah, it's like, like what? why? How do right. you know that? And I board. And I diagnosed the oh. problem. I said to him what the problem was. I feel like that's worth something. Yeah. I thought he was going to shave the price in half. You're like I know sippy cup. That saved so you ten minutes. He uh, <laughs> he, he, he he. I go. How long is this even going to take you? He goes. Could be 30 minutes, could be an hour. So I go, all right, well, if it's an hour of the guy's time, he came out here quickly, I guess that's what it is. He goes down there. He gets his tools out. 
Within four minutes, the sink is taken apart and put back together. The cup is out. Took the guy total of five minutes. He's already writing up the paperwork, and that's two hundred and fifty bucks. Dude, is that all you've paid? Yeah, two fifty. Dude, okay. So the my issue was I got two fifty's not for four minutes of work. Okay, but still, he had to take apart things and put them back together, right? And all he did Couple was screws. fix the problem that you asked him to fix. My guy came over. He goes, yep, you got a clog. And he fixed it in four minutes. And then he told Katie, because I was not there, you know what, though? This... Your wife eats a lot of fiber. <laughs> Is that what he told her? No. <laughs> oh, we knew that already. He said, you know, actually, the reason why it's clogging is because, you know, the stuff that's inside this tank, it all needs to be replaced. And I could fix it for you for a price. And I'll even waive the, the drain stoppage fee so that you're paying $100 less. Like, we go, okay, great. How much is that? He goes, 550 bucks. Oh. And so Katie calls me and she's like, can we just pay it and fix it? And I was like, Katie, I guarantee you I can fix this with using $20 of stuff I found at the hardware store. You can fix it by not using the toilet anymore. Right. That'd be your first solution. I would be fine. First solution. I'd be happy to do that. And then she goes, you know, let's just do it. Uh, he has said he has to replace everything on the whole inside tank of the toilet. I was like, all right, fine. That seems like I mean, I've done so. that. It's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass, but Omar, yeah, but you can do it. those you parts can do it. are you like totally seven it. bucks for the flapper. Uh, you know, oh, it's you're not, not wrong. You're right. She is wrong. Don't give her false confidence. This is the same person who said on the airwaves, I could break into a car with a coat hanger, no problem. <laughs> yeah, and, if and, I really studied the YouTube you videos. Did. You watched YouTube videos, and then you went out to the parking lot for two hours. I needed came... more practice. Okay, see, that's my point. You're and not You're not going to be able to do I it. I would have been able to fix this using YouTube videos. It maybe would have taken me a while, but anyway, I get there, and he has fixed everything. He shows me what he fixed. Oh, he replaced the the flapper and oh I replaced the flusher and look now it's working perfectly and by the way there's another tax for me driving out here there's another uh, insurance tax like he went through all these things oh, yeah. and it ended up costing 600 bucks oh. to fix a flapper you could have flushed three sippy cups for that amount of money but he did the whole while I'm here I might as well replace right. all this stuff otherwise you're gonna have to call me again for uh, another club uh, listen I know plumbers electricians they probably the real ones they probably love when we try to YouTube fix things ourselves because they just <sighs> they get to come out eventually anyway and then yeah. they get to like be like, now I'm going to solve the original problem and the new one you created yes. by trying to do it yourself. We've been bamboozled, Klein. Uh, I feel like now, actually, after hearing your story, I feel pretty good about my 220 You should feel like, good. I feel horrible. <laughs> Time for the big bet. Let's gamble. This is K-Rock. We are Klein Alley Show. And here we go. Hit it. The big bet. Oh. <laughs> Hit it. It's time for the big bet. All right. And Hit it. Just tell me to hit it anytime. Hit it. It's time for a bet. Crazy ass bet. Place your bets now. The big bet. We actually had to stall there because we were getting the expert on the phone. Make sure he can't hear us while we yeah, set this up. Yeah, that was it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, Omar. Here it is again. <laughs> Well-oiled machine. Huh? <laughs> Crazy ass bet. Place your bets now. All right. The big Omar's going to attempt to sabotage the interview. We've got an expert who's about to join us uh, from AAA. They're talking all about traffic and blah, blah, blah. All we're trying to do is get him to say that phrase that Omar hates, pack your patience. Yep. If you get uh, approached by the news or you see cameras out and about all over Southern California, they always want to talk to people that are traveling. Make sure if you uh, get the chance, you go in there, you say, like my good buddy Omar always reminds me this time of year, pack your patience. Uh, Joseph, uh, this big bet, as you know, we do it every week, brought to you by our partner of the Klein Alley Show, the Great Commerce Casino. If you're correct on the big bet, you get a one-night stay there, stick around for the games, etc. a lot of poker tournaments. Uh, they got all the games there. I love commerce. All right. Joseph, uh, we're going to get this guy in in a second. 
Uh, which one of us is going to get him to say his the phrase "pack your patience," or will he not say it at all? Who are you betting on? Decline on this one. All right, I'm going to do my best. I've got an approach for how I'm going to get him to say it. Amanda, who are you betting on? I'm betting on my girl Allie. Yes. Okay. I've got yeah. a few tactics in the back right. of my little noggin. All right. So there we go. One bet, Klein. One bet, Allie. And. Uh, Jody is going to round it out. Jody, you're betting that we will not get this person to say it? I don't think anybody's going to say it. All right. Last year, if you remember, Allie, we had a travel expert on, and they said so many different dumb sayings, and they never got to pack your patience. Yeah, I know. And they were so close. Like, it got closer yeah. and closer, and it was maddening. Here we go. Hold on. <clears throat> He's ready? Okay. Uh, and now joining us on K-Rock, a travel expert. Uh, hello, Doug. Yeah, that is right. Good morning, Klein and Allie. Uh, Doug Shoup with the Auto Club of Southern California, and we are getting ready for a very busy week next week. Yeah, I mean, this is like your Super Bowl, right? I mean, everyone's asking <laughs> for tips, and what kind of tips are you offering this year? Well, it is because we are expecting so many people to be traveling uh, this Thanksgiving. In fact, 4.6 million Southern Californians traveling at least 50 miles or more away from home, and that's going to be a 3% increase from last year. The vast majority of those folks are going to be going by automobile. About 3.9 million people in Southern California taking road trips. If you're one of them, inspect that vehicle. Check your tire tread and inflation. Make sure your battery has a good charge. And, you know, of course, make sure that your fluid levels are topped off. During the five-day period from next Wednesday through Sunday, we expect to come to the roadside rescue of 90,000 calls for help here in California alone. Uh, Doug, uh, let me ask you, whose job is it at AAA to count all those cars? Because that seems like millions of cars you have to count every year just to come up with these numbers. So you guys have to be obviously very tolerant over there. Uh, Is there anything that you can tell us if we need to work on our tolerance? Well, it's it's certainly based on uh, the calls that we receive into our call center for our automotive services. You know, most people know AAA for our roadside service. And so we look at how many calls we uh, serviced last year, but during that same five-day period, and we're projecting about 90,000 calls. And the primary reasons why people will call the auto club for help will be dead batteries, flat tires, and then people getting locked out of their vehicles. So what, what advice do you have for people who are maybe a little impatient, either on the roadways or just in holiday travel in general? Um, is there anything you have to say to them particularly? They might be stuck in traffic and getting really frustrated. Absolutely. Just know that, you know, it is going to be a busy week on our roadways all across right, Southern yeah. California. And uh, Thanksgiving is just a time for gratitude and togetherness. And so we should really extend that spirit to the roads by driving with care and consideration for others. So, yeah, allow extra time to get to your destination so you don't Mm -hmm. feel that need to speed. Is there uh, maybe some sort of a catchy saying we can remember when we're packing our bags for the holiday weekend just to really get out there on the road and make sure that we're being calm with each other? Yeah, absolutely. It's just Think about everybody wants to get to enjoy the holiday together. And if we, you know, have a safe journey, that's going to ensure we all get to that Thanksgiving dinner table on time, but most importantly, safely. And, you know, here at the Auto Club, we do have a saying when it comes to safe driving. Don't drive intoxicated. Don't drive intoxicated. Remember that using those smartphones behind the wheel can be just as dangerous as getting behind the wheel after drinking alcohol. Right, but is there anything specific we can pack, either real things or figurative things that are just, you know, 
You can pack some socks, a phone charger, and you can pack. Well, you know, absolutely. You want to say we're just encouraging people to pack the, the you know, just listen to the podcast and the radio to help you deal with the traffic. That's great advice. But uh, once again, it's too many words. If there's something maybe just uh, shorter that I can just tell myself to stay calm in this uh, stressful travel time. Yep, you take a deep breath, and you know that you're going to get there when you get there, and just remember that everybody's trying to make that deadline to get to the Thanksgiving dinner table on Thursday, and just know that, you know, we all want the same thing, to enjoy the time with our friends and our family and our loved ones, and so we just need to be patient out there, and be forgiving if another driver out there on the road makes a a mistake. But, But is there anything specific we can pack to help us be calm in those scenarios? pack your patience right because people certainly do lose their patience in that traffic is there a limit to how much patience you can pack no there really is not but you know if you are flying somewhere you know that those airports are going to be busy uh our auto club travel advisors recommending you get to the airport at least two hours before domestic flights and three hours before international flights where is the best place to pack my patience can i put it in my carry-on my purse my overhead bin Wherever you pack it, just have it along with you. That's, that's for sure, <laughs> because we know that it's going to be busy out there, not just at the airports, but certainly on our roadways as well. Doug Shoup is the uh, Auto Club Corporate Communications Manager. He's at AAA. He knows everything there is to know about travel this time of year. He says uh, if you can only pack one thing and you've got a big uh, commute, you should pack what? Your patience, yeah! for sure. Thank Omar, you, Doug. You hear that, Omar? you got to pack that patience, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. All right. Thanks, Doug. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Same to you. Amanda, congratulations. You predicted Allie would somehow do it. I did it. It took us a long-ass time, but we got him to say it. Everyone else said Allie and Klein practically carried that man to the river. I mean, we refused to drink. He just wouldn't do it. He almost packed your life. You got to listen to the podcast. Pack your podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you guys, am I a hero or not? Um, do you no. think, well, hold on, let me start. <laughs> I was at a situation that took place yesterday at a mall. I would recommend, I know that people are still going to malls a lot this week because they got to load up on stuff. And I know you're thinking, well, couldn't you order it? Yeah, the answer is yes, but then they're freaking everyone out. No, saying, eventually you do have to go to a store. You will and at some point. I, I, I was at the mall yesterday. Yeah, you, yeah. it's like, a What am mess. I doing with my life? And then God. everybody's there and no one knows how to be there anymore. It's so always, they're just uh, acting a fool. I remember thinking to myself as I got to the mall, I'm thinking, why are there people standing outside with cones directing traffic? And I go, oh, there must be something in important happening and then i realized oh no it's for all the dummies like me that have known that you don't go to the mall this week but i'm yep. still going to the mall this week yeah. and of course you pull in and as per usual there's not a parking spot anywhere there's everyone's double parked waiting to find someone to leave you start following people waiting for a spot to open up and as i am finding the last 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 row last corner furthest furthest spot i see a man who resembles Santa Claus. It, not walking in, not, around outside not, or not, driving? Not in the Santa suit, walking around, but looks like he's fat guy, he's got the gray beard, he's got the glasses, and I say, hey, uh, hey, Tabuggy, are you, are you uh, leaving now? And he goes, I'm trying to, but as you can see... And <laughs> well, he's got, as you can see, I have a lot of other houses to go to. <laughs> no. I'm a very busy man. He, he said, I'm trying Klein, to. Did you, th- did you think it was Santa? Well, I didn't think it was real Santa, Omar. I thought it was mall Santa. I thought it was mall Santa because okay. he was also holding like a garment bag with him that I assumed had his oh, had his suit, his in, suit it. in it. 
See, and he was leaving for the day. I, I couldn't tell if he was leaving or coming, but I'm still so desperate to find a spot that I see this guy and I say, are you by chance pulling out? And he says, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, little boy. No, he goes, <laughs> but as you can see here, and someone had parked so close to his car that he could not get into his own door. What, what kind of <sighs> car does Santa drive, by the way? Not great. Celica? It was a Nissan of some sort, <laughs> but it was not it. It did not look like it was in great shape. Okay. It, it was not, you know, kind of started to crush my spirit a little bit. And the guy, to be fair, Santa was a little bit over his line, but the other guy was way over his line to the point where the entryway into the driver's seat was, oh. it, you could not get into it. And Santa needs all the room. Santa needs, he's a big, he was a, he was a big guy. So I say, Hold on. I thought I have a thought in my head. I go, if I save Mall Santa... I can have his parking spot. Well, that was my second thought. My first <laughs> thought was, does this mean that I have earned some sort of karma? Because even though he's really just a regular guy, you do get a few more points if you help out a Mall Santa. Um, just a quick question. At any moment, did you feel like this was some sort of scam? Because my guard is up like crazy right Whoa. now. Especially this night. That's a good point, you know, Omar. Omar I, I don't really have great scam radar, uh, as you <laughs> know. That is true. So I forgot. I I'm yeah. trying to, <laughs> I didn't but think... <laughs> my purse is over I, here. I didn't <laughs> think uh, it was a scam because it was... Go catch this dollar bill. As you know, the, the, park, <laughs> the park, parking lot at the mall is kind of like international waters. And, and even though we have rules. I know, I know. But that's that's why the scammers, they're hitting up the parking lots right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are all like off, you know, they're, they're all off. They're off their game and they're yeah. flustered. Yeah. I guess in retrospect, I probably should have run the guy over. But I was thinking <laughs> in my mind, I, it, it, the story kind of checked out. And I was, okay. it, because I was in such a remote I mean, it was an area that I feel like only people that were working at the mall were parking. It was really far. Yeah. Okay. See, I think that if you saving a Santa or helping a Santa right now, I think, is an ultimate act of service. I think, obviously, helping the guy who helps the kids, that's right. a great thing. I mean, he's a mall now, Santa, and it was I, not like a great mall. This was well, not a top-tier mall. You're you're helping a Santa leave. Helping him leave. If you had helped him get there, that would have been more heroic. So, because well, all the kids are waiting in line, like already, helping him leave, that actually the kids would be really sad. He was already going to leave regardless. His time was up, and he had another quote job to get to, is what he said to me. So, guess what I did? You guys always make fun of me for being so fat and out of shape. You squeezed. I said to Santa, "Hold on, let me see if I can get in your car for you." And I went in his passenger side door. He opened his car. I went in the car. Not very clean on the inside, by the way. Oh my god. And I climbed over, and he handed me the uh, keys. And then and he I, took your car and left. That's and, a great And he stole scam. my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you mother effer. I effing knew it. If you grew up, um, you know, more, over ten years ago, you probably know a childhood that did not include Elf on the shelf because yeah, I never you didn't did have any it. of that. It's uh, you know, you had the kind of tradition. The Santa tradition has been around forever, and Santa's got his own elves. And then there's been a few like things they've tried here and there. I think they tried to popularize some of the other reindeer, but let's be honest, it's Rudolph's world. We're all just living in it. Yeah. And then somehow, about ten years ago. And really, I would argue, even more recently in the age of kind of TikTok, et cetera, Elf on a Shelf has exploded to the point where it's bringing a lot of people a lot of joy, unless you're Omar Khan. In which case, yeah. Elf on the Shelf has become the bane of your existence. 
it's, it's just a giant pain in my ass because originally my kids asked for it like maybe four years ago. And I was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Um, because uh, w w what are we doing here? We're putting this weird ass thing. That's it's very voyeuristic, right? It's supposed to watch over your kids and, uh, while they're while they're sleeping, and you know it's going to report to Santa whether they're naughty or nice. And this is what I'm down with that. And by the way, let's just point out you had a very you had a very unhappy childhood, and as a result, you usually go out of your way. Oh, to do, yeah. reverse and give your kids the childhood you never had that right. you always wanted. Nobody oh. was watching you, so you have to get an elf to watch your children. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So fine, three years ago or so, they asked me again, can we get an elf on the shelf? And, uh, and I look into it. And so... What so do you they, mean? In the name. Ask, what is the ask? The ask is, can Everyone's you... got it. Everyone's got why don't we have it, right? That's got to be the way right. it goes, right? Yeah. All my friends like, have elf on the shelf. Where's ours? Yeah. And then can we get it? And I was just like, oh, so I look into it. And then so Elf on the Shelf, it's in the name. You're supposed to just buy the stupid thing and put it on the shelf and be done with it. That's how it okay? started. That And everyone accepted. Society yes. accepted the fact Thank you. that that's all you did. And it was kind of an easy, nice way as a last minute reminder for your kids to not be dicks leading up to the holidays. We yes. got it. We got a shelf. We got an elf. Boom. It sits there. It's watching you. It's and, reporting to Santa if there's of, anything. Right. End of story. End yep. of story. And everyone that's agreed it. to it. And then somehow it took a weird shift in the last few years. They, they made the elf uh, trying to be mischievous, and it's doing all these funny little things. So when your kids wake up, they discover uh, the elephant pudding, or it's fishing for goldfish crackers and all this stuff. So, uh, it has you know, to be fishing for goldfish crackers? Dude, it's insane. So, so a year later, my kids hit me up. It's like, uh, you know what, man? Our elf on the shelf is kind of lame. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what? And like, that hurts. Like, I don't want uh, you do. I want to uh, give my kids that Christmas magic, you know? So, so I have to give in to this stupid thing because we have it. So not am I, not only am I moving it around, but I'm doing all these like dumb things. Like that tableaus. You see on... What's a tableau? No one knows what Ali's talking about. She says things and she thinks we're like a classy group. I don't know what you're saying. Like what, a scenario. Like it's acting out a scenario. What did you call it? A tableau. Who do you think you're talking to here? <laughs> well, What's a tableau? A, a Rob, <laughs> Rob Lowe, the actor? Jake, come on. You, you know what a tableau is. Are you is. talking about a baby frog? No. It's a tadpole. What the hell are you saying? Like a little scene. See, this is the problem with Allie. <laughs> a little she lives act cut. In a, okay, that in was a, great, guys. Let's a, work on it a little in bit a more. World, who even knows what language she's speaking? Vanessa, is that your language? Is she speaking to you? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no one gets it. Come on, Jake. You know what I'm talking about. No idea. Jake, you do! You're so, smart! Uh, back to Omar's story. Uh, so, okay. so, so, fancy Ali had to interrupt there for a second. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, now, at first it was, it was uh, okay, you put the elf on a shelf uh, in funny uh, places. So right. I put him in, like, kind of like in the chandelier or inside the Christmas tree, but that's not enough anymore. It's like you got to step up your game. So, yeah, so now I'm running out of ideas. Are because, you doing like, a you tableau? Know, yes, he is. Uh, that's I'm doing exactly tableaus. what he's explaining. <laughs> God. That interjection tableaued big time. <laughs> Not what it is. Tab blown? <laughs> no. So, so uh, now you you have this pressure on you on yes. a nightly basis because this is what oh I'm hearing, God. and I'm seeing a lot of this now from parents, where they spend all night freaking out about the fact they got to do the right thing with this elf in the morning so that everyone yep. goes. And and a lot of times, if you pass out and forget, and you hear the kids moving and around, you have to like done. you have to run out of your bed, yep. and punt this thing and hope it lands in a funny bowl of pudding or a tableau. <laughs> Yeah. Like Ali's saying, <laughs> Thank you. So, so that so, so that they'll be like impressed by it. Happens right? to me in a group of models of motionless figures representing a scene from a story. The, 
Are people texting about this? They have to be. They have to be asking you. Anyway, so what? You're running out of ideas? I'm running out of ideas, man. Like, uh, so yesterday, uh, so now I'm turning to the internet, which is the last thing I wanted to do. I'm like, you know, on people's Instagram, they're all like, oh, you know what? I'll get a little Sharpie and draw faces uh, on bananas and make them look like the minions and, uh, you know, put the little Sharpie on the elf's hand. And then this morning, I just texted you a picture. I had to put the the elf on the shelf on little uh, toy cars that my girls have like they're cruising around the bedroom you know it's just like dude it's it, it's insane isn't oh the, i see isn't the most exhausting part of this is that when they come to you and they go like you won't believe it you have to then do the whole oh my god like don't you have to act yeah you've got to do you've got to because their mind is blown right their mind is blown yeah yeah for sure and then and then i'm going whoa that's that's incredible i can't believe that and in my head i'm going this goddamn thing i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do tomorrow and you're like wow what a creative dad who thought of something really cool Cool. <laughs> you can love me. I don't want to get yeah. no credit for it. That's the best part I about don't, it. But zero, I will say that that little, you know, uh, piece of holiday magic makes it all worth it. But I hate it so much. If that well, makes yeah, sense. Oh, yeah, you got to top the day before every time, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you started go with the bigger, bar bigger. too high. Oh Tableau God, Tuesday, yeah. someone said. <laughs> <to the camera. laughs> all right. If you go to a concert, and hopefully you've been to one recently or you plan on going to one, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. Maybe we got you into something. There are certain things you can expect, right? There's going to be long merch lines. Merch is going to be pricey, but usually people want to get their hands on it. There are certain ways that the concert usually goes. There's an opener. Maybe you care about them. Maybe you don't. And then there's the bands you're actually really there to see. Uh, hopefully, they give you the songs you are there for, especially if they're a band that's got you know hundreds of songs and they're back catalog you hope that when that the night you're there at the show they're going to give you one or two of your favorites which hopefully they do but like when omar and i went to see weird al together we were like devastated because the guy didn't play any of his hits yeah all... we didn't know it was like a deep cuts uh yeah. you know show yeah. <laughs> you know? it was all originals it was like crazy okay. because we were all excited for some of our you know the classic weird al songs and mm-hmm. he was doing like a no now... fat suit no fat yeah, suit at no, all yeah nothing it was like <laughs> Yeah. It was almost like a storyteller. So it was a parody. Weird Al. He did all originals. Yeah, it was, I think he pranked all of us. We're going to be the part of like some Netflix, like Weird Al messes with people or something. But regardless, yeah. then there's um, there's this, because someone's got some strong opinions on the goat line about it, and I actually have heard for a variety of reasons that these these parts of concerts could be going away. Hey, guys, we did it. I think it's overrated for, for bands to do uh, encores. Hear me out on this. Because back in the day, an encore was like the band finished, the concert was done, and then the, the crowd chanted them back and like revived it, like, oh, and they didn't know what they were going to play. Like, all right, oh, they're calling us back. Let's go back on stage. And we'll like replay a few songs that people like. And that was like an encore. Like, that's when like bands really did it. Now it's like bands will purposely like finish kind of early. I'm like, all right, good night, everybody. And like, you know that they're coming back on stage. And this guy's not wrong. He's so, yeah, he's so uh, right. Mars Volta doesn't do that. Okay, fine, Jake. <laughs> you can, you're going to find a band that does not do that. But he, Wait, but... Mars Volta doesn't do that even if they have a curfew? Uh, they play up until their cur- curfew. They time it out so they, the show's a oh, show. Oh, okay. So they don't stop down and allow for an encore. Got it. Okay. Yeah, they, when they're done, they're done. Right, but they okay. don't. Do, right, they don't do the fake. We're leaving and then we're coming back. But like a lot of bands, especially the ones that have that one or two big hit and you haven't heard it, you know, at some point they're going to say good night. And I guess it used to be like I can't believe they didn't. Right, they haven't played this. They haven't played their one big hit. And then, of course, like, oh, they're coming back. But the idea is that now it's expected. There's nothing surprising about it. And if they haven't played whatever song you thought you were going to get anyway, 
that's usually what the bands say for the encore. Well, and there's no element of surprise anymore. You can literally look up their set list online. So you know exactly what they're going to play for their regular set and their encore. And when they leave, there used to be a lot more time in between. Like you would have to, you know, really ramp it. You'd have to be clapping for like 10 minutes, you know, it was a whole thing. But But sometimes they come back after like two minutes and they're like, hey, what? We're back. And And you're like, oh. Sometimes, Ellie, I've been at a show before where people did that clap because we all expected it would happen. So we just stood there and we just, I mean, I didn't do it, but other people clapped and screamed. And then after about 15 minutes, they're like, I guess that's it. And people just slowly trickled out. (laughs) And it was one of those really sad moments where I think everyone left with a real like, that was weird. Something must have happened. One of the uh, bases must have had like diarrhea or something. Exactly. I also think that the encore is getting longer and longer. Like sometimes it used to just be you'd sing one more song. And some of the concerts I've been to recently, they'll sing like two or three songs for their encore. And I'm like, okay, what? Are we just getting another show now? Before bands would get into the habit of like bringing random people on to play with them, which is kind of the cool thing now. Because you're like, oh, my God, Dave Grohl just popped out and did a a random song with someone. It was like the the thing that would go viral would be like you won't believe it so the show ended it was awesome then they came out and played us another song and then mm-hmm. right when we started leaving they came out and played another song that double encore thing that some bands do right but the reality is right because a lot of these venues now have very strict curfews the fines are going up neighbors are complaining more and more they're like you kind of know just if you just look down at what time it is you're it's like, more predictable right, yeah they, they, just based they, on the they timeline have, they have time to do it or they don't have time to do it mm-hmm. and the cool part like the rock and roll part of it used to be time's up they've played all their songs but like they have so much, the energy is so crazy in here that they're going to come out and like this guy said, play play a song that you already played that you know everyone likes, but do it better or, or longer or a different version of it. Right. Or well, and it, that it's not a guarantee. It's dependent on the loudness of the crowd. That they could be in one city and it could not be loud enough for them to go out. But L.A. just did such a good job. You know, you feel like you have a sense of accomplishment that you caused the encore. You know what I mean? Well, like, how, I right. clapped so loud <laughs> right. and that what, I made them come back. And that's how people feel. Because if you see that moment, it's the building of the anticipation, the the, the crowd gets louder, yeah. and then when they finally happen, everyone's high five. We did it's like, it. yeah, we did it! We did it! So uh, this guy's point... And it's kind of lame nowadays. It's not like a real encore. Why are you doing that? Just continue playing. You know, We know that you're going to come back on stage. Yeah. Um, anyways... Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, whatever it is, I mean, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. It it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. That's a good point right there. But also 562 said, specifically when the venue doesn't turn the lights on, they're indicating what's going to happen. For sure. So if the lights don't go on, you know that there's going to be more. If they turn the lights on, you're like, all right, well, I better get to my parking spot before I have to sit here for an hour. That's not always true. Sometimes. I left a a Beastie Boys show. They turned on the lights. Half the people left. And then the you they did like a more like a hip hop set, and then the Beastie Boys went backstage. They changed and they did a rock set. Whoa. And I had left, I missed it. Yeah. And, and, but see, the issue is the whole uncertainty of will it happen, will it not happen. I think most people anticipate it'll happen, especially if you're not getting one of the big bangers. If yeah. that doesn't happen yet, you assume it's definitely going to happen. But I, the whole lights on, lights off thing is a cool mind f. And I think that whoever's operating, like whoever has the master control, <laughs> for this, just, just turn the people. lights on in the middle of the concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will they leave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to leave? I feel like it's. A good move right there the encore i think they should start with the encore and then play like the deep cuts for the real fans you know <laughs> pumpkin spice season 
And people will do anything to get it. And after so many years of it kind of growing, you know, in popularity, it got to a point uh, last year, maybe two years ago, where you just kind of go, I think we're all past this pumpkin spice fad. And that, and yet, whatever, we're wrong because it just keeps coming, comes at us from every angle. You can't avoid it. I mean. Yeah, if you don't like pumpkin spice flavor, I get that. I don't. But as a scent, it's quite nice. And if you don't believe me, go to Sprouts. Nope. And get pumpkin spice scented pine cones. Oh, you're gonna love Jesus. Them. Put them in your bathroom. You're going to love pumpkin spice by the end of the day. Trust me. That's a real That's a real white people crazy move. Even pine cones as a decor- decorative thing is a total white person. Thing. Yeah, that's the kind of thing like Jake, you know, cuz Jake always like, collects these dumb rocks. Like I could see Jake paying for pine cones. I don't pay for them, I collect them. Okay, see, there you go. You really collect mm-hmm. pine cones, That's so man. sad. I collected one from the summit of uh, San Jacinto. What do you really do? Jake, cool. Jake, before, uh, Jake, hold on. Before you even finish up that dumb sentence with anything else. It wasn't dumb. It was cool. What, 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 would, what would stop you in your track to pick up a pine cone and say, this is coming home with me? It was, like, super massive and cool looking. Right, and where is that pine cone now? It's at my house. Yeah, but where do you decorate it, like, in your house? On top of a shelf. So it's, like, your centerpiece? It's not a centerpiece, but it's on top of a shelf. Did you do anything to it? Did you paint it or anything? No, like that? man, I'm not some crazy white person. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> you picked up a pine cone and you brought it with you. You pine are. are cool. He said this would go great yeah. on my shelf. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shelf-worthy pine cone. So yeah. it looks great. All right, Here's well. what my wife did for pumpkin spice. She <clears throat> was in a waiting room the other day, and um, this is a waiting room that she goes to every week. And she, therapy. She, it was therapy, yes. For her to go to. For her to go to. Because so she, she's married to you. Because No, because she need, everyone needs therapy. Everyone should go to therapy. Everyone who's married to you needs therapy. <laughs> yes, okay, you I know agree. what? Everyone needs to process their life. Got it. Anyway, she saw this guy in the waiting room next to her, and he had- Started making out. And then she- <laughs> No. He was to what? There's no cheating in this, or sex. Okay. So she sees this guy, and he's got a drink- and it looks like a Starbucks drink that he just purchased, that he just walked in with. And then he gets called in, and he f- leaves his cup there. Then she looks and sees that he has not had even, there's no mouth marks or anything, and it looks like a completely Wait, full pumpkin spice latte. does it have that little stopper thing on it? It did not have the stopper, Omar. Did but it have a it, sticker? Sometimes they put a sticker over it to oh, show you right, that yeah. no one put their tongue on it. No, there was no sticker and there was no green thing. But she looked carefully and noticed that oh. it had not, because sometimes it has like little foam remnants. Are you about to say she picked up a stranger's Wait, well, yeah. drink at a waiting room and drank it? Because if you are, you need to leave her immediately. That is Because she's, be- she's become you. She you said become the same person. This guy left his full pumpkin spice latte in the waiting room, and he didn't even drink it. In the waiting it. room I'm of a doctor's t- office? Of all places, of a doctor's office? No, a therapy office. It's not just doctors. It's not doctors. It's all therapists. So she's going to catch crazy. <laughs> Too late. That's why she's there in the first place. <laughs> she already place. got it. So she just, I was like, Katie, I can't believe that you took somebody's pumpkin spice latte. Oh, she latte. really did. She said, I'm, I'm taking, she texted me while it was what happening. I was, was like, gonna, I'm going to take it. What if the guy was going to uh, drink it after his thing? Because sometimes they go, don't don't bring drinks back here. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll just leave it. It's too hot. Yeah, I'll leave it, it here on the down. table. Yeah, but go. she knows. She, what does she, she know? She doesn't know. No, she knows that office. You can take stuff in the office. She th- She was like, he forgot it. He definitely forgot it. So she picked but it up. But what if he and... wanted to do his session, then come back out and enjoy his? Beverage? Why would you leave your pumpkin spice latte sitting there for fifty minutes? Because it's pumpkin spice. Yeah, this morning, for Don't instance. Do you want to sip on your coffee got... lightly as you talk about your problems? <laughs> no, no. I got a, a, a coffee on the way here this morning. I forgot it. My car came in here, started setting up the show, and then I was like, "Oh 
crap, my coffee's in the car. Now, if I'd gone back yeah, and you seen your wife it, sitting you? in my car drinking it, I'd be angry. Yeah, but you went and got it, didn't you? Uh, yes, because I remembered I forgot it five, ten minutes later. Maybe the guy did. N- no. By the she- way, there's so many. The, the biggest issue for me is the grossness factor. Like, well, that's she doesn't what I was, know for certain. Right. That's what I was saying. I was like, are you sure he hasn't drinking it? Like, who gets a Starbucks anything and then gets all the way to your next destination without taking at least one f- nice sip? A person that's crazy and needs to go to therapy. <laughs> that's a, that's a sign. <laughs> Maybe that's his issue. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I keep buying drinks and I can't drink them, Doc. I don't drink them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sitting in the waiting room. I don't know what to yeah, do, man. Yeah, how was your week? Not good. I bought a bunch of PSL. I paid extra for syrup. It's just sitting out there. I don't know. Yeah. Spent hundreds. Oh man! So now Katie drank somebody else's PSL, and that's what you do for PSLs. Man, that is really sad. White people are crazy. They are. I get home yesterday, and my wife says that we have a dead animal on the side of the house. Now, as you know, Allie, in the scheme of things, this is not a death that is making the news. Didn't make the news. Animal picked the wrong day to die on the side of my house if it wanted any coverage. Gone too soon? Who knows? It, it's not getting it. But the animal, you know, there's there's a, I forget if it's four, it's not 411. It's one of those, nine, not 911. What's the number? Yeah, there can, is. It's, you can call uh, a number if, like, you have a dead raccoon in your yard or there, there's a, a service that will come out and pick up dead animals. But they're very, they have their own rules about what they'll come out and pick up. I like, also don't think they work, like, past hours you know like i think they work regular nine to five and if anything happens over the weekend you're screwed the animal's just going to sit there and decay i I think so now i will say in the scheme of animals because i have had dead possum before uh there was the time that remember i had to set up the skunk traps where i had the skunk problem family of skunks that were living in the under your house right uh well we're not sure where they were living but they definitely liked my house a lot that's for sure yeah and they got but most of them got captured and released uh, the you know because my wife gets very she's a find big, him again go she, yeah it, it, I think like the guy only dropped them off like a block away and I'm pretty sure they came right back like I, <laughs> I, I and I think I had to pay the guy to come catch him a second time <laughs> this time though and this is where I get started to get freaked out now the animal that was dead on the side of the house not the most of all the animals I've had not the most extreme example but it's the indication of what else could potentially be there and that's where things are getting tricky now she found a um, Fresh, dead mouse, side of house. Now, you would think, okay, that's what's supposed to happen because if you have poison around or if you have anything to catch mice from getting in. How uh, was it dead? Did it have blood out of its mouth or no, was it just laying it, there it, all it, stiff? It, and that's the, this is the thing I, I bring to you now. She said to me, hey, we have a dead mouse on the side of the house. You need to remove it. And I said, uh, I think there's a number you can call to do that. Three one one. What is it? Which one is it? Three one one. Oh, three one one. They're the ones that will come get it. So... She goes, you need to remove it. And then I, I said, you know, I'm not a man <laughs> in this sort of way. Like, I know it's a dead mouse. It shouldn't mean much, but this is where like I get real. Cinderella doesn't do this kind of stuff. Yeah. I get, I, like, I, I'm friends with the mice in this scenario, okay? <laughs> I mean, we play together. They're supposed to be making my dress. Yeah, they make my clothes for the ball, okay? <laughs> so, uh, and then I'm, I go, fine, I'll deal. And then she kind of gave me that whole, like, be, you're the man. Like, go be a man. And I'm like, it's 2023. Yeah, you can't, it's 2023, wife. Yeah, no. go watch the Barbie movie and then come and yell at me totally. about being a man. Right? I think that's a good point, Klein. So I go out there. So after I lose that argument, I go out there with a plastic <laughs> cup in my hand and, uh, old new, and on a magazine to try to, like, you know, sweep. sweep it into the cup. And then she's yelling at me from the window. What do you think, what killed, you know, she wants like an autopsy on this mouse because 
her fear is that if um, if it's got what she considers to be dog bite marks in it, then she's afraid our dog bit it, and then now we have to go get our dog like like uh, checked for rabies or something. Oh yeah. You and, gotta do and, that. And, and then I, you gotta get rabies shots and they're really painful. And she's asking me, How do you think the mouse died? And I go, I'm not a doctor or a surgeon or even a good man. I don't <laughs> have any idea how the thing died. It, lo- it looked like it died, uh, I said, peacefully, is what I said. Like it was just kind of laying surrounded there. Surrounded by friends. Surra- <laughs> surrounded by kids' toys in the side of the house. Uh-huh. But she goes, Seriously, you gotta look and see if it's got bite marks on it. Like, and now I'm doing a. But if it doesn't, maybe it died of like heat stroke. I feel like every animal during the heat wave, I'm like, how are they all alive? Well, the way it works usually, because I remember we had remember we had the mice inf- in the last place I lived, we had the mouse infestation. Yeah, and, and you know what? Eventually, Klein, you have to realize it's you. There's yeah, something. They're following you. Yeah, they're like following you. It's like you're this weird Noah's Ark. Uh, I'm pretty sure mice are everywhere. I don't think they're following me. I, I don't think have it... dead mice in every place I've lived. I be- you do. I bet you do. You just haven't found them yet. No. Uh, y- y- Allie. I'll go to your place later. I'll find some mice. Yeah, because you're there. <laughs> All right. I'll bring them with me, and I'll leave them in your house. They'll be on your back. <laughs> but but as I'm doing this investigation, like a CSI on the side of my house, I, I give her like a few. I, I said, I'm going to say, after looking no at it. No signs of struggle. I didn't see a struggle. <laughs> I didn't see bite marks. I saw some gray whiskers. I'm going to assume this was old age. <laughs> and I think that's the best way to go. And she's like, you're... She goes, I don't think mice die of old age. They have to. What are you talking about? No, no. man. They die by getting like run over by something no, or they eat something weird. No for... mouse has ever lived to term. This one, first one ever, Allie. <laughs> died of old age. So I, I put... want to die at Klein's where I belong. Put it in the cup, drop it in the trash. A fitting send-off. And this once again, back to bite you. I've proven to be a man. Yeah. yeah now she wants to move, so... <laughs> That's shady, Omar. Shady stuff, it's dude. It's not shady, But uh, Listen, I let, let the uh, the public will decide, a jury of All your right. peers. Listen to this. Now, before Omar tells you what he did, do you, in general, refuse to eat at a place that does not have an, a letter A in the window? Like, if you see a B, a C, or a D, like, do you immediately say, I'm not eating here because they didn't get an A, and it's pretty easy to get an A, so if they don't have an A, there must be something going on there? I do not even think about it or look in the window you whatsoever. You don't look. I look in the dumpster. There you go, Jake. Jake is a dumpster diving in the back of... Re- he'll dumpster dive in the back of any restaurant. <laughs> and then Doesn't he'll give the, the dumpster grade. a letter grade. Yeah, this dumpster gets a, a solid B. <laughs> I, feel hard, I feel like weird. As a person that did not get a lot of A's in my academic career, I feel very weird judging restaurants that don't have A's. Yeah, I mean, as someone who got bad grades for you, you don't feel like you can judge someone else for getting a bad grade. Yeah, I feel yeah. I feel guilty. Now, but, that being said, Allie, I was at a place one time and eating there as they changed the letter in the window from an A to a B, right behind my head. Mm-hmm. I was eating. They were changing the letter. And I remember thinking to myself, I feel like if this guy's trying to tell me something or you would have waited till I was not sitting right here. And that is a weird feeling when one goes down and I was like, oh, I hope an A-plus goes yeah. up. You're and like, for like, half of this hamburger, it was an A. <laughs> right. And the other half yeah. is a B. I think I'll put it down now. So <laughs> this this sets up Omar and something yeah. that happened this weekend involving letter grades. And I'm very curious, like, where do you draw the line? I kind of, I'm okay with Bs, I think. 
Well, what does that mean? Like, what is the B and the C? Like, does the B mean roaches or is the C roaches? Here's the thing. Someone I'm sure can tell us what the letters mean, but uh, and they always usually make the argument that when the letter drops or when they don't have an A, they always claim it's for something like loose tiles in the bathroom. They, right, they like never, that I don't care They about. never tell you the real, they're never going to say like, oh, we had a family of mice living in the stove. They don't yeah, ever tell I you that. I worked at a Denny's and uh, they got brought down to a, a B first <laughs> because uh, the grill would just had caked on grease and grime and behind the grill is very dirty. All that is supposed to be super clean and it wasn't right. So uh, they uh, cleaned that up and then they were hoping to get bumped up to an A, but then they got bumped down to a C because there was rats. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> okay, so a C. That's the worst. C, C is right. Well, we cleaned the grill for nothing. So, yeah, so it, they were so they, pissed off. So, so Omar, when you worked there, they cleaned the grill. They're like, all right, good. Grill is spotless. Call them back yeah. to give us another grade. And then they came yeah. in. The guy steps on a rat's nest. Yeah, like, he, yeah. saw, he saw a rat, dude. So, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. so uh, this weekend, what move did you pull? Because this is the kind of thing that I think is grounds for divorce, dude. So, dude, I love me a burger, and I love going to these little local spots. Uh, one of my favorite burger joints is called Bomb, Bomb Diggity Burgers. And then there was this one burger place called Wicked Cow Burger that I've always wanted to go oh, to. Oh, I've heard of Wicked Cow. Yeah. And on yeah, and on Friday night, we were all undecided on where to go. And it was kind of like my birthday weekend. So the family was just like, your choice, Dad. Where do you want to go? I'm like, I want to go to Wicked Cow. We I can't believe you there. said that, Omar, because you're the king of the chain. I mean, I would think a guy like you, uh, it's your birthday. You pick. It's straight to Applebee's. Yeah, but, uh, you know, listen, Applebee's is fine, but when I want a good burger, I like to go to these, you know, uh, mom-and-pop kind of right. places, you know. They they tend to do their burgers a little bit better, and they have, you know, a better uh, beer selection, and which I'm a huge fan of. And I think they are still a chain. Oh, it's still uh, a chain? Yeah, they have two, two <laughs> spots. They have, like, good. two spots. Just sure. Two spots. I don't want to hear Omar. I don't want to hear a story of Omar going to a place that only has one yeah, location. Yeah, yeah. I know, lame. They you lose a, your title. <laughs> they have a spot in Tarzana and Upland. We yeah. go to the Upland one. We drive up and we're pulling up, and as soon as we pull up, clear as day, there's the letter B on the window for burger. So, for <laughs> <laughs> or for the best food of your life, right? <laughs> you know. So I immediately deter their attention and point out some like little cow design on the other side of the window. Why? What would have happened? Like, oh, that's cute. Had your wife seen it, she would have said, "Not, not doing it." Is she A's 100%. only? One hundred percent. Oh, she's a yeah, straight she's A's A? only. Oh, straight A's. A's wow. or no dice. Yeah, totally. We've been. I've been in a situation where she's seen the bee and we're like, we're not eating here. Let's go somewhere else. And I wow. didn't want to be in that situation because I wanted to eat there and try their food. And I'm not a stickler for letters. You know, I may, may maybe if I had, <laughs> had a C, I would have been out. But this was fine. So, so, C, uh, so you draw the, even C, you draw the line at. I think C, I'm out. Yeah, okay. because of the rats. Yeah. Got it, got it. Because you know what C means, right? <laughs> exactly. So you pull up to the place, you see there's a bee in the window, and you know that yeah. if your wife sees the bee, she's not going to go in with you. Exactly, right? So, so you distracted we go in. her? So I distracted her. We go in and we have the food. The food was amazing. Everybody was like, whoa, this is awesome. We're going to have to come back here. And it's a so, place yeah. that's like crowded. There's other people in there. It's not like you're the only customers, obviously. Uh, yeah, there was a few other people there, but uh, definitely no other families there. <laughs> now, <laughs> Elmar, on the way out, are you are you less concerned now that you had the meal and everyone liked it? Are you less concerned she spots the bee on the way oh, out? I'm way less concerned because she, they had an amazing meal, and right. then I could be, I could have been like, oh, I, I, you see, I, I, bee doesn't mean really anything, you know? It was still good, yeah, and could've... I could have played it off like I didn't see it. We should tell. We should make you tell your wife that it was. I think. I, I don't think, think that's a good idea. I think it's a great I idea because I think idea. she would still be mad at you that you that you knew and didn't say that anything. you knew and didn't didn't tell her. Now you tell her she's a fan of the bee because you basically get to tell her now. 
That's true. So she's uh, she's kind of downgraded herself. She's no longer an A now. She supports the B. Yeah, she lowered her bar without yeah. even knowing it. That is true. She had a. She, I mean, she was very complimentary to the food. For and sure. then next, I think you got to try to sneak her into a C restaurant and have her eat there, and then be like, see how low and you can go. Just yeah, keep going. Yeah, until going. she gets food poisoning. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you win this it. game. Yeah. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you're right. I'm just going to tell you before you admit this, uh, and I think that people will very quickly call and say why this will not work out. I would say percentage of failure in mm-hmm. this particular thing you're thinking about doing. Ninety-five percent. Okay, so uh, on Friday night we both—I I, they had a sale on some flavored vodka. So Katie and I were making our way through that bottle. We were pretty drunk by, I would say, ten or eleven p.m. And um, Katie floated the idea in our drunkenness: um, What if we, after all these years, were to get some matching tattoos? Mm. And drunk me was like. Hey, you know what? Do it I'm not right opposed now. to that. Drunk me is like, let's go right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. We weren't going to go right then. But she was like, maybe we should think about it because Katie only has one tattoo. I've got two tattoos. I'm not opposed to getting two another tattoo. What about that giant one on all over your stomach? That's one tattoo. Oh, that's it's not just seven one? tattoos. Oh, I thought that was a whole collection <laughs> of them. Shut up, a hole. I thought you were doing a stomach sleeve. No, it's just a tattoo that's like a, you know, it, it's like those little dinosaurs that when you put in water, they like they spread. get bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a note to self. Allie didn't know this when she was 16 and decided to get a stomach tattoo. At one point in your life, you may get pregnant, <laughs> yep. and that tattoo could completely unravel. Yeah, exactly. What, it kind of just continues to spread across my body. Didn't it start as a shape? It was like a triangle? It was a heart. Yeah, it's a heart. Now the thing is like it's an octagon. It's a heart, yeah. Yeah, it looks like she's a UFC, uh, UFC fan. <laughs> yes, and there's thorns going across it, <laughs> but I think it just looks like a huge mess in the middle. Oh. Anyway, I'm not opposed to getting another tattoo, but I've never really thought of like, oh, you know, this is what I would get, and I don't want to get something just to get something. Now, when Katie proposed the idea that we get matching tattoos, I was like, Kiss of death. You know, I feel like after all this time, if I was ever going to get a matching tattoo with somebody, maybe I wouldn't regret it because obviously we like each other. We've been in each other's lives long enough. It's not like we've met and then two years later we're getting matching tattoos and we break up. Like, we've got a kid now. You know what I mean? We're stable. Doesn't matter. That means nothing. And I, and I will say this, and I, I don't recall if I'm wrong, but I feel like more often than not, when you talk about somebody that has a matching tattoo with someone they were married to, dating, whatever... That thing never ends well. And I always feel like that matching tattoo idea is like the beginning of the kiss of death. You think that it, things oh, still just immediately a, go downhill it's, it's as soon like, as the ink Yeah, settles? it's a mush. I, well, first of all, I think a lot of people get the tattoo. I think there's already, for most people, I'm not saying this is true in your marriage, even though it probably is. Most people, I think, they've got some problems. And the matching tattoo is kind of one more, it's like almost like a last-ditch proof that, like, I'm in this thing. You know what I mean? Like, no. like there are issues, and so they do the tattoo as kind of a whole, oh, well, yeah, well, I'll get a matching tattoo with you. But there's already issues. And then when things fall apart in a year, they're like, oh, we just got these stupid matching tattoos. Huh. I guess I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, yeah, That our done. marriage is crumbling. Yeah, it's kiss of death. But uh, people I don't do think that our... as, it's like a, it's like, prove... a re- it's like a vow renewal. Mm. I don't know. I'm just. I, but what would you even do if you were going to get a matching tattoo? Because I'm not going to do something where it's our kid because that's lame. Yep. You know, like yeah, yeah. any kind of if it's like Wesley and cursive or whatever, stupid, it's a little fate, dumb you know, footprint. You or that crap. That if you break up, it still looks cool, like a snake. Yeah, you got. Yeah, Jake's point. Jake's point is true, which is you when you get a tattoo, whatever it is, especially if it's a matching one, you've got to figure out what is what does this become if this if this relationship falls apart. I think everyone now thinks yeah. about what their tattoo is currently 
and then what it could easily be turned into. Uh, so you got to get like a, if you have like her initials or whatever, some stupid like that, you just got to think of what word that could become when right. she cheats on you she, and you leave. She. It's like Johnny Depp did Winona forever and then turned it into Wino forever. That's great. I need I, to be able to do that. That's a great, I should just get Wino forever. That's a great tattoo right there. <laughs> and by the way, I think she would think that was about her. I think so too. She would be you like, love me, don't she's you? She's like, that is me. <laughs> I love a Pino. I'm Wino forever. <laughs> That's great. And All right, then, problem solved. And then if it stretches out again, you can just make that rhino forever, <laughs> and you're happy. Everyone wins. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you got As that, always, I'm getting good advice. That, this is the best place to come, right? <laughs> if, um, if you got that matching tattoo thing, and it didn't end up well for you, which I'm sure it didn't, and correct us if we're wrong. Maybe that was the beginning of when your relationship yeah. got good. I'd love to hear success stories of matching tattoos, please. They almost always end in failure. Think about any song you've heard on K-Rock. You think about the first time you heard that song. And maybe you didn't love it right away, but then it became maybe your favorite song. You listened to it over and over and over again. There was a time you used to have to wait around. Like, oh, man, I hope they play that song again so I can hear it. Now you could just uh, stream it over and over and over again. Listen to it 15 times in a row like uh, Jake did with uh, Lavender Haze. Who knows <laughs> Good song. what your song is. It but is. The um, There's a song right now that we've all heard a million times in our life, and apparently it's on the verge of being canceled. And yeah, it's already which... It's already being pulled from some playlists, but I am very intrigued by how you feel about this, especially if you are the person that is supposedly, quote, going to be offended or is offended by the lyric. I mean, there are all, I feel like in a lot of songs that still have not been canceled, there are... Um lyrics that could even stand out to people like like in green like a green day song um billy joe armstrong says uh, fag pull that clip no he but he says it i pulled the clip of alice and, saying it. okay you know what i'm just saying that's an example of something that people could hear and be like dude what the hell take it out or this, don't but, play the song or whatever but, but he's been singing that lyric for a long time and this the song should stay the same it doesn't mean that he should be canceled or the song should be canceled well this is the other problem is that most people like when we say things that people get upset about they're never taking into a there no one ever takes into account context or whatever they, they just hear yes. one word or one sentence and then they go wow that's a problem and you don't realize well if you think about the whole thing so here's the song that's in question right now it's not a k-rock band but it is the band queen and I think that, uh, you know, if you, I know everyone's heard this song before, but you may be thinking to yourself, why is this song on the verge of being canceled or already being pulled from certain platforms? Fat Bottom Girls, which I thought was an anthem for people that like big asses. Yeah, and there are a lot of anthems for big asses. I think the music industry exploded, pun intended, over big asses. There are a lot of great big ass songs, and none of them have been canceled. Well, but here's the thing. So they're saying that the Queen fans are angry in general because Fat Bottom Girls was removed from their greatest hits. Now, not greatest hits album. Greatest hits that are being played on a streaming uh, music platform aimed at children. Oh. However, <laughs> it's led to a bigger discussion now of, is this song in the year 2023 something that we can no longer get all excited about? I mean, there was a time when I remember being at a sporting event. They would play this song on, and the, ju and the camera would look 
for quote fat bottom girls. <laughs> oh, that's that, great. That, and cut to them. And would yeah, they'd, and they'd by cut the way, to me, and I'd be like, what? Fat bottom <laughs> girls were up dancing, loving it, being like this a song that celebrates my right. fat bottom. So I want to hear from actual fat bottom girls then. Like if you have a, an ass, which I've been accused of. Does this offend you? I want to hear from the actual people that are being talked about in the song because if they aren't offended, then right. nobody should be offended. And, They're and, the ones that hold the cards. And that's unfortunately what we've become in society is let's get offended for other people. Let's right. get offended on behalf of other people, even though a lot of people go, like, I have no problem with that at all. Right. And then I'm the one and who kids put- would love it. Right. Kid, who loves a fat ass more than kids? This is probably the most fun thing on the playlist. But like you think about it, it's a slippery slope, especially when you go to, you know, songs that celebrate big butts because I mean, listen, if if all of a sudden fat bottom girls goes under attack, then how long alley before I mean, that, that's going to be next. If this is canceled, I don't want to live in this world. I mean, Omar's favorite karaoke jam of all time. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Yeah, Dude, this is away. a classic. Imagine yeah. that. Omar's got to go find that song now at like an underground karaoke bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This song go. should be on every kid's album. Some back alley karaoke bar. I mean, yeah. think about all of the songs that we've known our entire life we had no problem with. And in fact, I think they're all celebratory. I see these as celebration songs. Of course they are. So someone's like, hey, you should really go to the gym. Oh, I, oh should I? Or how about this? Now let me see you shake it up like a rope shaker. So here's the question in I... all seriousness. Do you, do you have, are you a fat bottom girl? Uh, do you have... Do you have the big ass? And Naturally are you, or implants, I'd say. Yeah, or are you offended? Some people are actually going to get surgery so they can be fat bottom girls. Yes, because in like, you know, 20 years ago, having no ass was like kind of in, and now it is not. Like people that I know that have flat butts are like, man, I wish I, I wish that I could have a, a butt like yours. And I'm like, what? Hold What's on. going on? Hey, big booty, checking in. Hello? How is this for me? Yeah, yeah how, I'm here. How, uh, are you a fat bottom girl or a big booty I hoe? Am, or... uh, no, I, I am. Yeah, how do you, how do you identify? Yeah, yeah, how do you identify? So we can, <laughs> I want to play your right music. Do you identify as bootylicious, <laughs> having a big old booty, yeah. or a fat bottom girl? I'm probably bootylicious. I used to get told by... I'm a I'm white I'm a white girl. So, uh-huh. And black. Right, hang up. Say, Next oh, call. Okay. <laughs> and they would be they'd be like, "Damn, girl, you got an ass like a black, you know like." And I'd be like, "Okay." But back then, I was offended. Back in the you know growing up in the 80s and 90s, I was. But now I'm like, thank goodness for like Nicki Minaj and the right. Kardashians. <laughs> so you like? Uh, let me get this right. When you hear songs that celebrate the big booty, you don't think to yourself, "Well, oh, cancel this song." This is a f-. you think, "Hell yeah, this is my jam." I mean, look how they've inspired people over the years. There's Johnny dancing. That's Wendy right there. Hold on, let me say that. That's inspiration. Anna, how do you identify so we can address you properly, please? I don't see her. Okay. What did she say? She said she, her. Oh, she, her. No, I mean. She, her, big booty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do you? Oh, I, my yeah, bu- my yeah. butt is non-binary. Uh, as in but a, I am, how does your ass yeah. identify? I should have been more specific. I'm sorry. How does your, yeah. Are, are you big booty? Yeah, 
Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. And, fat and bottom girl. Fat, you're a fat bottom girl. Got it. So when you hear oh, this. What you going to do with all that junk? All that junk inside your trunk. Yeah, I'm going to get, get, get you drunk. You think to yourself, finally, they're playing my song. Certain songs come on. like, this is my song. I'm going to get up and dance. Yeah. Like, is, oh, yeah. So I'm going to get up and twerk it. So you have no, uh, you, you're not offended. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to our show in the morning, you're probably not easily offended. But I would just think in general, <laughs> when you hear people talking about canceling, Fat bottom girls, because there may be some girls out there with fat bottoms that are offended. You say absolutely not the case. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. I think that's the original like pro body positivity. Absolutely, I agree. You know, that's how I heard that's it. That's my jam. Yeah. All right. So you. Li- all right. Well, let's go. Five Fi- six two said fat bottom girl. Here I love Queen and fat bottom girls is a song that I sing loud and proud. Nine five one. Allie's right. I appreciate a nice dumper. Thank you. Good point. Dance, 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 Omar could do a whole wedding themed around big asses. Yeah. It's a whole ba- big ass wedding package. Big booty wedding, yeah. Big booty wedding theme. Hey, Misty, how do, Misty, how do you identify? Big booty girl. You're a big booty girl. Okay. And uh, are you a fa- when you hear big booty songs, and there's no shortage, we've just given you like 10 of them. There's a lot more here I could play. I, yeah. Do you, I'm do you... jamming in my car, taking my kids to school. This is the best morning ever. Yay. All right. Look at that. Another person, not offended. Uh, let's go. We have someone And has kids. They're kid friendly. I will give you the final saying on this. Go ahead. You're on K Rock. I love booty, booty, booty. <laughs> uh, yes, and how do you? Who is this? How do you identify? Creepy creeper. Uh, yeah. All right. I had a terrible. I guess it's my own fault because it was my idea, but it was one of those ideas I said out loud and then hoped it would never happen, and then this weekend it finally happened. And it was the worst possible weekend it could have happened because of just how effing hot it was outside. But my. Uh, my kids are big into the concept of going camping. They think it sounds like a fun thing to do. Oh, come on over it to my fun. place. It, it, I've dude, got all the camping stuff you need. I love a camp. There's zero chance that the reality of a camping situation, it, maybe with your family, Omar, it's a different thing. There's some families uh-huh. that are more cut out for it. I already know, as it is right now, it would not go well. So I said, let's go ahead and test this out by doing it in the yard i bought a i'd made another stupid impulse by costco a few months ago i bought a tent there because they had these tents on sale <laughs> bought cool. a costco tent and rookie why it was a great tent it's got a light in it and everything yeah yes yeah, so even i could set it up and you know me i'm amateur a, stuff. i can't you do gotta it. go to rei during I'm not, the sale i'm not going to your weird lesbian shop coleman baby <laughs> so i got this tent and the thing sat around i didn't use it and they every weekend hey is this the weekend we're gonna go camping is this the weekend we're gonna go camping and finally i ran out of excuses so I told him, because I didn't know there was going to be a heat wave, I told him like early last week, I'm like, yeah, Friday, we'll set the tent up. We'll go camping in the yard. And I really thought they would get, I kind of thought I was going to call their bluff. Like we'd set it up, they'd go out there, then it would get dark, they'd get all freaked out, we'd all go inside, that would be the end of that. Right. right. And they loved it. And I kept going like. What's wrong well, with that? Everything is because wrong with that. Because Klein and his wife don't want to camp. Dude, I one time heard a beautiful saying, and someone said, the proudest day you have as a parent is the day your kid finally quits playing soccer. <laughs> and I thought about that quote, and it's a beautiful quote. It stuck with me, and I know exactly what they're saying. It's like, yes, you want to have you know, kids that are into things and have hobbies, and maybe they excel at stuff, but also, isn't it great when they give up on stuff, too? When they just don't really want to do anything. And I was, every 
20 minutes, I would, I would, you know, especially if you'd hear a, like a noise or something or it got even darker outside, I go, all right, well, if you're scared, now's the time we can go back inside in that air conditioning. And they're like, this is amazing. Let's yeah, keep doing it. But, but what did you do exactly? Did you go out there and you set up the tent yourself or did you all do it together? Did you sleep in sleeping bags? Did you really try and do it up camping yeah. style? Did you guys have a fire? Uh, yeah, did you make a fire and roast marshmallows? Well, okay. I did buy marshmallows, but the propane tank I had, <laughs> I was going to do it on the grill, uh, did not. You were going to do it on the grill? Yeah, I don't have a fire. I don't have a fire pit or something. I'm going to set a fire in my front yard. You got to go chop some wood. Make uh, a little please. fire pit. Uh, so I had the propane. So I had a big bag of marshmallows. It was actually very sad because uh, we ended up just eating raw marshmallows <laughs> with our hands out of the bag uh, as we gossiped about the boys. We uh, <laughs> told spooky stories. Because uh, I didn't have propane. But the reality is you don't, you don't realize you set up the tent and then you're inside of this thing. And it, every noise. I don't have a backyard. I have a front yard. No backyard. So I'm in my front yard in the tent. Dude, you're camping in a front in your front yeah. yard. And I don't know if you've seen the streets of Southern California lately, but most people are camping in tents in people's front yards yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm like, surprised someone didn't call the police on you. There, there's really, I mean, as I looked around, I could see three other tents <laughs> on the street. And these are other people that are not. And they're like, hey, man. <laughs> you're like, Welcome to our world. You got a couple of kids with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool, good for you. <laughs> and I got the guy that sleeps in his van outside of my place as well. Oh, nice. So I feel like I was really welcomed into the community of of uh, what a suburban you're campers. definitely going to be posted about on the Nextdoor app. <laughs> I probably, I probably am. We'll share it on okay, Thursday. There goes the neighborhood again. <laughs> Guys out there. Some caveman eating raw marshmallows with children. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they didn't call the cops. Yeah. So you did you build the tent yourself? I did you built, have problems? I built the tent myself. I tried to get them to do it as well, and they lost interest very quickly. Oh, I've learned that. I don't know about you, Omar, when you go camping, but I am mm. the sole tent putter out of her upper. A lot of because times, there it, are people who say they'll help, and then they look at those poles, and they're like, mm, yeah, I'm going to go open a beer. It says yeah. it's like a two-person job, too. They, they're very yeah. clear about it. Like, you need two people to do it, and it's I was funny. like... The one that I have, it's like a one pole setup, and it's a, it's like a fourteen person one. It's super easy. Fourteen to do, so. person what? with tent? one pole? Yeah, with one pole. It's oh. like it's like you you literally have to just engage one pole to the other pole, and then set up the sides. It's super easy. Dude, uh, I, all I know is I read cool. I read the, the instructions had about you know five steps to it. By the third step, I go <laughs> I got to watch a YouTube video because I cannot <laughs> figure this out. It, it was so it, to me. I know it was in English, but it might as well have not been because I don't know any of that language. That you know, the camp. I, I have been camping before but i'm the guy that just shows up with a cooler full of like yeah. beer and, right. and and like a couple of joints and everyone's and like everyone ah, else has kind of dealt right. with all the hard stuff which is how we're gonna cook right. what we're gonna eat yeah the best part to be on any camping trip is the guy that shows up with like all the fun stuff after all the important things have been set up because there are people that like ali that like to do all the uh well, I'll that's part of the up. fun is figuring out no, how it's all going to work. Okay, the tent's going to go there. we got to nope. level the ground. you got to set up your little station. I didn't think about the leveling the ground thing. I had two major mistakes I made. Well, the first, <laughs> the first one I didn't learn about until the morning, but I set up the tent right on top of a sprinkler head. Oh, oh no. So, and those are set to a timer. So, <gasps> uh, Stop. I, <laughs> so I got I, – at first I heard – I felt this – I felt this – uh, thing piercing I my back. Someone was getting fresh. Yeah, I thought that I was, was like a broke back mountain. Yeah, thing. I thought I, yeah, I thought I was getting like uh, you know re- celebrating pride a little late. And uh, and then I was like, ah, that hurts. I go, it must be a root or something like that. And then I heard this. Oh no! And I realized that I have set up on top of a sprinkler that shot up out of the ground and was literally shooting into the bottom. It was just a giant disaster. And that happened at about five in the morning. 
That was like one of the six problems. I'm not good at this stuff, and I learned pretty quickly I'm not into it. Here's the part that's amazing about children. They can sleep through any, like a lot of kids, they can sleep through anything. Because the, the one thing I didn't think about, I live off a pretty busy street in the valley. And I could hear every, of course, every car, every siren, every uh, person getting drunk and screaming at each other. Like, attention. And then all the weird animals that live in your, oh, you know, around heard, your house. I heard them all. Random, and... random cats in the neighborhood running right. around. I could hear scurrying. Coyote fights. I could hear rats scurrying. You hear all that oh. stuff. Right. I spent that entire night in the effing tent. <laughs> Zero sleep, by the way, until I finally think I passed out out of just pure exhaustion. And when you're a kid, too, you can sleep on any surface. Any surface. And when you're an adult, you're like, God, my back. <laughs> it, it's remarkable. It really is remarkable. And, th- and then, of course, the next, so uh, that sprinkler kind of wakes everyone up. It's pretty early in the morning. And I think to myself, they're going to say, this was a terrible thing. Let's go ahead and burn this tent. And they would get up, and I'm, like, exhausted and br- miserable. And they go, that was the most fun night of our lives. Oh. And I'm like, we almost roasted marshmallows. <laughs> what tough. a thrill! And meanwhile, I, I, meanwhile, my wife is inside the house, sleeping in a bed <laughs> in air. In by the way, in air conditioning. Was Wait, it hot? She in the wasn't tent? out there with you. Of course not. No, she. she what said, do you mean? Of course not. She said z- zero chance she was going to do that because she knew. It, Why zero chance, dude? She How, she did the the, she had, she had the best thing. she came out like right as like everyone was going to sleep and she kind of came out and goes all right everyone have fun at the, the camp out <laughs> and then she goes I'll come check on you and I like fell for it too I was she's like, like time to go to town she, on myself she, all night <laughs> and, then, and then I just heard just heard the uh, I'm just proud of you for not doing a task rabbit to build the tent I tried they wouldn't come <laughs> over for that. Time to save humanity on K-Rock. As you know, robots are interacting with us on a daily basis now. You see the robot deliveries happening. They're so cool. We all like them now. Occasionally, we tip them over because it's fun, but then we let them get back on their wheels and start delivering food again. But in the near future, some would argue it's already happening, robots will be with us on a daily basis, interacting with us. We'll be dating them. We will be having sex with them. That's the part I'm looking forward to most. And uh, then eventually, the breaking up will happen. As it happens right now with humans. Constantly, we are ending relationships. Most common now is ghosting, followed by, there's a bunch of other types. More ghosting. Usually, it's all (laughs) ghosting related or ghosting adjacent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you are in a long-term relationship, say anything over six months or a year, you're going to break up with somebody. You're going to have to do the breakup. Yeah, you have have to to do it. Right. People like to say, I don't want to put labels on things. I don't want to call this thing an official thing. We're just having fun. But then eventually it gets serious, and then you got to break up. And the question is, for uh, up until now, breaking up has not been easy because you got to think about the right place and the right thing to say. But everyone is now turning to the robots, chat GPT, artificial intelligence, to help us say the exact right thing to end our relationships. So here we go. It's time for a little round of man versus machine. Are we as humans able to break up better than the technology that is sitting there in the uh, AI world? Mm-hmm. So we got scenarios, because if you think about any breakup you've ever gone through, sometimes there's a reason, like uh, they're bad in bed or they've got smelly pits. Sometimes it's something like I'm moving away for a job or my mom never liked you. Yeah, or... but sometimes it's like they have baby teeth and you thought you could get over it and you can't. <laughs> So we got scenarios here, and let's figure out as uh, how everyone in this room does. Humans, actual breathing, bleeding human beings do compared to the AI technology. Mm-hmm. Are we better than the robot? We'll start with 
Postmaster Johnny, because I believe the last time you got broken up with, it's because your girlfriend at the time was cheating on you, correct? Correct. You're correct. Yeah, but you didn't get broken up with. You did the breakup. I've never been broken up with. I've always broken up with people, and it's a crappy feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how do you come up with what to say? Because you're not great with words. You just lay it out. You just got to be straight up. Right. Don't beat around the bush. I'm going to give you a scenario here, and you tell us what you would do, and then we'll hear what the robot would say in this exact same scenario. Mm -hmm. So in this scenario... You are breaking up with somebody because you have been cheating on them with their best friend. Oh, whoa, okay. So what, you're a human now. Okay. Well, how do you say this? Okay, I say, I'm sorry, Zarina, but your best friend Zarina. is- Zarina? Oh, it's just that really happened? Do you call them Serena no matter what their name is? Yeah. I'm, right. I'm going to say Serena. <laughs> I knew you were cheating on me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say- I'm sorry, Zarina, but I've been, uh, your friend Crystal has been giving up that gorilla grip and oh she's God. been giving that Gok Gok 3000. So, you know what? It's better than yours and it's not going to work out. I just need to let you know now. And yeah. That's what you say. Yeah. I mean, that's just as straight up as you get. I your mean, friend. I don't know if you have to be so graphic about it. Your friend has been giving me the gorilla grip. <laughs> she's got and that. The gor- Gok Gok 3000. She's got that gorilla grip. <laughs> I'm going to let you figure out what you think that is. And she's been given that Gok Gok 3000. Uh-huh. So I'm going to need a transfer <laughs> over to here. You're going to transfer? Yes. All right. I'm going to make a withdrawal from you. Yes. Let's and see. I'm going to make a deposit into Serena. <laughs> Let's Continue. find out if that is better than what the robot says. This is what ChatGPT says when you go to, with the same scenario. I got to break up. If it does word for word the same thing, That's I will great. die. That's great. That's so amazing. Glock Glock 3000. Here <laughs> God, we go. God. Breaking up with someone while you're cheating on them is a difficult and delicate situation. It's essential to be honest and considerate, even if it's challenging. Here's a suggested approach. Reflect on your feelings. Take some time to understand why you want to end the relationship. Gorilla grip. And what led to the cheating. Then explain that honestly. I mean, Johnny kind of did explain it honestly. He was very honest. Right. Yeah, you know what? Once again, this is the guy, more often than not, when we do man versus machine, Johnny is usually the most in tune with the machine. And I feel like the girl would be like... (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> she does have a gorilla grip. That's true. All right. Well, if you want right. to come back to me anytime, you can. Let's move on now. This is uh, the breakup edition of Man vs. Machine. Uh, we go to uh, Allie now. Allie, here's a scenario. You're breaking up with someone because you realize you're gay. Oh, easy. Done that. What do you do? Um, all right. I look at them in the eye and I say... Which eye? The brown eye or the real one? The brown. Duh. Okay. So thank you. Good. <laughs> so spread your cheeks. I got to tell you something. <laughs> I say, I'm looking at your chest here, and there's just not a lot going on. And you remember that time that I was making out with that girl in the hot tub? Uh, I actually wasn't doing that for you. I was doing it for me. And I would like to keep exploring this. I don't want to do it in front of you. It's not you. It's she. And please move on with your life because you will make some other girl very happy. All right. Let's find out. That's what Allie says. You don't scissor well, and I need someone who can. This is what the machine says. Be compassionate. Let them know that you care about them and don't want to hurt them. But you believe it's essential to be honest about your identity. So I think, once again, this stupid robot is talking about honesty a God, lot. God, what a loot. I all... This br- robot seems like it gets broken up with a lot. A lot. Thirsty robot, totally. right? This is the final one now. We'll give it to Jake the Nerd. Jake the Nerd, let's say you're breaking up with somebody because you are broke, you're out of money, and you can oh, yeah. no longer fund this relationship. 
It's a real likely scenario for you. It's something that you've brought up to us you think is happening many times. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, what do you say? It's man versus machine. Jake is a man. The robot is a machine. How do you break up with someone if you are too broke to date them? Sorry, ho. You got to go because I'm Poe. <laughs> All right. Let's see if the robot says the exact same thing. That would be amazing if it did. Be honest and direct. Explain your financial situation openly and honestly. Share your concerns about how it affects your ability to contribute to the relationship. Then ask them to borrow 50 bucks. Okay. Well, there you have it. I would rather be broken up with Jake. Yeah. I think Jake's approach works for all things. All, all scenarios. Yeah. I should have used it. See, once again, I think man won this battle, guys. Thank you. Uh, that's good. Man versus machine. We survive. Another day, humanity can thrive. Oh, this is going to be fun. It's time for Bet Your Fet action uh, with someone on the phone, listener by the name of Nancy. I don't know if that's a made-up name or a real name. Some people like to do this anonymously. It's been a while since we've done it. We uh, see that uh, fetishes, apparently, and kinks are up big. People are experimenting with all sorts of new things. And how do you know if you're into something if you don't give it a shot? It's one of the reasons I'm afraid to try anything kinky or fetishy because I'm afraid if I get into it, I'm going to get really into it, and then you're going to see me getting walked around Santa Monica Boulevard with a dog leash. And I don't want that. <laughs> I also feel like fetishes are either for super, super hot people or the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm bad in bed and I, I have something to make up for, Smart. right? So I got to get creative versus hot people are like, oh, sex is already so good. I can just make it better. Right, nice right. Little... I, I agree. I, I do find that to be like it's very, very attractive people that are just like, let's just, I was built for this. This is what I do. Let's go yeah. all extreme. Or it's like that weird 900 pound person that's like, <laughs> cover me in latex and spank me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's time for Bet Your Fet. Here we go. Bet your fet. Oh, yeah. We're gonna guess your fetish. What do you like your sex with? Bet your fet. Your fet. We're gonna guess your fetish. I bet you like grannies. Oh. To date, no one has liked grannies, but Omar yeah. is holding out hope. All right. We'll let's, find it one day. Let's, uh, Nancy, uh, we're going to ask you some questions. Thank you for agreeing to do this. It takes a level of bravery to share your fetish with the masses. Uh, before we get <laughs> to the rapid-fire round of questions, which will determine, and then you know, we're going to yeah, ask like 10 questions, and we're going to basically, based on your answers, all going to lock in what we believe your fetish is. But is this, it grannies? It, it, let's just let's immediately eliminate grannies. I really right out hope of the Nancy gate. loves grannies. Definitely. Know. You know, it's you know, it's uh, the irony of this whole situation is my grandmother's first name was Nancy. That's the <laughs> oh, right. that's the irony of this whole conversation right now. Not kidding. So, Nancy, um, this is a fetish you've been into for a little bit. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is something that you will bring up in a relationship out of the gate or do you wait a little bit to like uh is this like a first date sort of thing that you bring up or does this not get brought up until you're very comfortable um it comes up at the moment <laughs> comes up at the moment mm -hmm. all right this is interesting, interesting. now ali is going to rapid fire some questions at your general direction you must answer them immediately and then we will all uh Guess uh, what your fetish is, or as we like to say around here, bet your fed. You're more than welcome to play along if you're listening. Let's go, Allie. Here we go. All right. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? Too cold. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Nothing. What type of underwear do you have on? None. What's the best holiday? Halloween. Showers or baths? Showers. Name one thing in your fridge right now. Jello. Whoa. Age you lost your virginity? <laughs> the date? 
The what? The age? Oh, eighteen. Last time you had an orgasm? A month ago. What's your drink of choice? Soda. And finally, who on the show would you most likely want to sleep with? Beer mug with his new hair. Whoa! Too bad for him. Another one. Another wow. one he blew. The, he, he gave up on that. He got rid of the hair. So now he's just back to being a bald loser. Stupid beer mug. Uh, all right. God, all right. We learned a lot about you. Now's the fun time. Now we get to uh, go no ahead No underwear and, and jello? What a good time. No underwear, no breakfast. That's the way to go through life. Uh, all right. Now we got to go ahead and try to figure this out. This is a fetish. She found out about this. Did you discover? We're all going to guess. There's one final question, then we're really going to put in our. We're going to bet. Uh, how much you guys want to go today? Twenty bucks each. Want to bet lunch? Lunch? Wanna, okay. Want to bet? I lunch? want a free lunch after all that. Jake, mm-hmm. Jake the nerd, you want in on this or no? Because yeah, dog. you're in. Yeah. Oh, so if you lo- <laughs> if you uh, lose, you're going to buy us lunch. Oh no, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> just, just making sure. All right. If I lose, I'll buy all of you free coleslaw. Oh, God. All right. Let's go ahead. Uh, this uh, fetish, you discovered this on your own or with the help of somebody? On my own. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. Allie, moment of truth now. Let's go ahead and lock in some guesses. I'm, I'm intrigued. All right. I think you like having sex in super confined spaces. Like uh, an elevator or a stairwell or a closet or school, something. Where old it's school like, phone booth. Yeah, uh-huh. stuff like that. Where if you're in a small space, you're like, let's do it. Uh, Omar, what is this uh, woman's <laughs> fetish? Uh, she's going to give us the answer at the end. I think, uh, you know, she said it, it kind of comes up in the moment. So I think like, you know, especially when she's like, you know, doing somebody for the first time, she'll say harder, harder. Uh, you know, so it's like pain. She likes to be uh, inflicted pain on. Mm-hmm. All right. I could have said that better. That was a hot explanation. Could have said it less like Yoda. <laughs> Inflicting pain, she likes. Uh, <laughs> was smacking her over there with a rock. That was really strange. Uh, uh, learned she a lot says about, a hard. Learned a lot about Omar here. Uh, all right. Uh, Jake, you really don't want it on this? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put it in. All right. If you're the furthest away, what do we do right here? Oh, yeah. Whoever is the furthest away has to actually use this woman's fetish in our own personal oh, life. Oh, I forgot about that. That's the fun thing. Uh, go ahead, Jake. What is your guess? All right. I'm kind of on the same tip as Omar, but because she... No, don't say it like he said it. I'm not going to say it like <laughs> he said it. Because when she said that she would rather sleep with uh, mugs, she loves pain for that reason. <laughs> so no. it's definitely like she likes to get hit or something. Or choked. Hit? <laughs> choked? Oh my hit God. or choked. Sometimes BDSM kind of thing. Okay. Clearly, she says it's in the moment. So... It's got to be she likes to yell out racial slurs. Oh, my God. What? You guys. Uh, but I, No, I'm not going to say that. That's <laughs> stupid. I believe that. Remember that person the first time we did Bet Your Fat that was a fan of, was it sniffing or licking armpits? Licking. Licking armpits, oh, which I didn't even yeah. know was a thing. And Muggs has done it. Yeah. I feel that this woman, she says it's a momentary thing. So I think she likes to have her ears because I know we're going to talk about this eargasm thing later today, which is apparently all the rage. She likes to have her ears played with in some wow, way, shape, okay. or form. I'll just mm. put in my order now uh, All right, lunch. We've got a real <laughs> bet here. We've got actual lunch on the line, importantly, and uh, one of us will have to use your fetish in our own personal life, whoever's the furthest away. Did any of us get it exactly right? No. Okay. 
if you if you had to guess who was the closest, let's start there. Did, would any, would, were any of us even a little close? Nobody was really close at okay. all. Okay. Who would you say was the furthest? Uh, Omar. Yeah! What? No oh, All right, okay. Omar, for all lunch, right. I it. want an all ice right. chest full of yellowfin right. tuna. All right, what is <laughs> what is your fetish? I like to uh, randomly shove um, gummy lifesavers uh, in my partner's mouth during sex. What? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on one second. It Gu- has to be it that. It has to be gummy ones? Yeah, because the, the hard lifesavers have uh, caused some choking issues, so I recently oh. switched over to gummy lifesavers. Oh, after you lost mm, a few? Yummy. <laughs> Wait a minute. You uh, you shove like a ton in there, like so much so, almost like that they can't breathe? Like how many gummy? No, 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 no. Just a just, few? Just in the moment, just randomly, like, just so are you, it in there. So, okay, so you're in the middle of having sex wow. with someone, and you have in your hand, unbeknownst to this person, a handful of gummy lifesavers, and you wait for just the right moment that you find, and you just shove it in their mouth? Yes. And they don't know it's going to happen? No. But they just go with it. It's something fruity, and it's soft and chewy, oh. and it tastes good, and it's just, I don't know, it keeps the moment it's going. a great way to include snacks into my lovemaking, <laughs> which I love. I wish you could do other so wait, ones ha- as well. You, so you have them in your hand? You have to preset them, obviously. I, I usually have gummy bears and stuff in my nightstand, so I just kind of place a couple on the nightstand and wow. then just, you know, casually reach over and just grab a couple and then just whoop, and when you, you say go. you recently switched to gummies, did somebody choke in the middle of sex because yeah. of the regular ones? Yes. And then you had like, to. What the hell? Well, I, lo- I, I lo- My ex-boyfriend died because of a Werther's. So <laughs> yeah. now, so so you start. You do this as like your thing now. This is your signature move. Anyone listening to this who's been with you sexually would be like, "Oh my God, that's Nancy. She's the one who always shoves in the uh, the gummies into my mouth during sex." Oh my God, I didn't even think about that, but yes. Somebody so that's, out there is probably like, I know who she is. So well, it's very specific. Yeah, it's very specific. No one has ever put any snacks in my mouth during sex, ever. You would have loved it. Loved it. So did you did you settle on Lifesavers eventually and you experimented with it? Like, what other foods did you try first? She's got a whole drawer full of gummies, it sounds like. Yeah, but did you try, like, ham and then you eventually were like, ah, gummies are my thing? Yeah. Ham sounds good. <laughs> Lasagna was too messy. Oh, yeah. love that. Oh. Just keep it in your drawer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound like a good mix. Yeah. Uh, and does anyone get weirded out by this? I would think I was being maybe poisoned, I would feel like. Right. If, some, if this person I didn't know very well or haven't actually shoved something in my mouth in the middle. Yeah, one time somebody thought they were like cannabis gummies, and I'm like, oh, no, they're just regular fruity gummies. <laughs> she did say Halloween was her favorite holiday, so I feel like we could have guessed this, huh? Yeah, I guess so. You're right. Hmm. And the Jello in the fridge too, kind of on brand. Huh. Wow, what a that's fetish. fascinating. That is, and, and that brings you pleasure somehow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, how? Like, do you eat gummies too, or just a little one for you, one Absolutely. for me? Or, oh, you do yes. also. And you just it's like a, watching a... them chew it. Yes. Hmm. Wow. Well, is there a baby in the background? Is that someone with a mouthful of gummies right now? <laughs> 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 All right, well, that's been Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. What a fetish. You're so great. We're gonna guess your fetish. What do you like your sex with? Gummies. Love it. Yo. Never heard that one before. We're gonna guess your fetish. I bet you like grannies. Gummies. So close, Omar. You bet she likes gummies.
I yeah. bet she likes gummy. He's asked oh, if every man. other type of transportation is available. He's never been on a plane before. His name is Postmaster Johnny. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. And it does feel that now more than any time I can remember, every couple of days you get a video that hits the feed of close call that happened or engine on fire. It's not a time necessarily you want to go on your first airplane flight ever. But Postmaster Johnny's doing it regardless because we're taking the show to Vegas. 310, when I was landing at LAX, we were about 100 feet off the ground and about to land, and then the plane suddenly had to aggressively ascend back up into the air because they almost crashed into another plane that was about to take off on the runway. Oh, man. Just another example of a close Calls. Close calls. They're right at LAX. Happening more and more now. There's actual research to back it up. This is crazy because this sounds more like it happened in the like a video game or something. Like that's not happening in real life. All right, well, let's talk it to does. real people in real life. Jeremy, you're on K Rock. What's your story? Hey, how's it going? Um, so this was the mid '90s. Um, my grandparents were coming from Vegas uh, to uh, Burbank Airport, and I guess the uh, uh, pilot ran out of runway and went through the wall. Uh, and was uh, landed in the street about feet from a gas station. I feel like for old people, that's kind of normal. Postmaster, that's how I tried when I got the landing. That would have landed the same way. Postmaster Johnny, that happened. Uh, you concerned when you hear oh. stories like that? These are real life stories that people experience. But see, some of these are like funny to me though, because it's like how yeah, the hell funny you... to you because you weren't on that flight. Yeah, because like... not, not nearly as funny when you're going to be on a plane because you've never experienced any of the things that go with flying. If I was in the plane, I would actually be pooping bricks because I'd be that scared. Chris, what happened to you? We had we were flying out to Michigan, and uh, we had a goose fly into our engine. And Whoa. the pilot didn't say anything. He just like nonchalantly landed in Texas, and then when we landed, they finally like, yeah, we had a goose fly in our engine. Oh my god! Well, I mean, that's the thing is you're sharing the air. Johnny. But we're but this case we're flying over Nevada, which is a desert, and I don't think there's any goose or geese in the desert, though, so I don't think we'll be doing much bird crashing. Yeah, there All ain't right. no goose in the theory. desert. Yeah. I like how you're just gonna take each of these people's stories and be like, that couldn't happen here. I can't. But you don't want to mush this either. I mean, because yeah. you are you do have concerns, and I know you've been. I know you're thinking, oh, these are just people with their stories. Maybe they're making them up. These aren't real news stories, right? Right. I mean, well, this I'll, United yeah. Airlines pilot grounded, suspended from flying after this alarming video surfaced showing the pilot wielding an axe at the Denver airport. Yeah, that everyone else is lying. Wielding Some, an axe. Sometimes the pilots are just crazy too. You got that to think about. Well, yeah, the people scare me more on the airplane. It's not the plane itself. It's more of like the idiots that are on the plane too. Whether it's the dude who's all mad or being a Karen on the plane, or if it's just like the pilot, because like the pilot's just like me too. The pilot's like some goofhead that's from like the valley or something. Sasha, like, you know? what, what is your story? Go ahead. You're on with Postmaster Johnny. He's about to go on his first plane ever. Put him at ease. Hi, Johnny. Hi, everyone else. Hi. Um, hey. I got invited to Dave Grohl's barbecue a couple years back Flex. and had to leave like an hour or two into the party. So, of course, I got pretty drunk, then I went to the airport and went off on my plane flight. Well, I woke up like an hour or two later, and apparently our plane had an engine fire, and we were like crash landing in Arizona. And um, oh, Arizona. we had like fire, yeah, we had like fire engines chasing the plane down the runway. Oh, and my it was God. crazy. What? Wow. Yeah, that's when the plane, when they think it's going to be one of them hard landings, they got those fire engines on the ready. Yeah. Johnny, you nervous and about that? And that's leaving a barbecue. Well, that happened in Arizona, so now I'm actually thinking about that because Arizona's <laughs> next to Nevada. Yeah. And so that's actually kind of probable because it's really hot out there and that's yep. going to exacerbate the fire. So I'm yep. kind of really we'll nervous exacerbate. about that. Big word. Here's a news story. Yeah. Keep okay. your eyes on the right wing of that plane flames shooting out from the engine of the Southwest jet bound for Cancun. 
So that's another situation. That where, happened like last week. Yeah. Well, don't they have another like water air tank plane that comes up and flies next to you and shoots the water gun like shh, like in Star Wars? You remember that scene <laughs> from Star Wars? No, that doesn't happen in real I think you're life. You're thinking of a carnival. Yeah. No. <laughs> remember that scene? He's thinking of like, what like the cars, like the show car. Like the, I think they did a show, uh, movie planes. It was like cars oh. where they had a water tanker plane. In real life, dude, they don't have a fire engine plane that flies next to other planes and puts out fires. Well, how are you supposed to put out the fires when you're in the sky then? You just <laughs> let the it dogs happen. Pop Paw Patrol. Yeah, 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 it doesn't. Yeah, you're thinking of Paw Patrol, Johnny. I'm sorry, that doesn't happen. Amy, uh, what happened to you? Hi, hello, good morning. Hi, I'm a huge fan. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, joining for like us. Please put Postmaster Johnny at ease. He's about to go on his first flight. Well, I have the best story to put you at ease. I think um, I decided to take a vacation to go to Costa Rica, so a little bit of a longer flight. Um, from Los Angeles, California, and uh, I actually had uh, the worst flight of my life, and I've been on multiple um, flights, but uh, we hit over seven air pockets in the, uh, during the duration of our flight. So we hit, there was a bad storm over Mexico, so we actually kept dipping um, every other 30 minutes. Mm. Johnny, you know like about air pockets? No, I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> air, pockets. <laughs> air pockets. Air pockets Which are another thing. you're dropping altitude very quickly. Very quickly. But then you also have to think about before you even get on the plane. Three TSA agents arrested, accused of stealing passengers' money while they were being screened at Miami International Airport. So you could be robbed before you even get on the plane. But why are they screaming at you, though? Screen, oh, you screen? dummy. Screen. Uh, oh, right. He doesn't even know what being no. screened means. Randy, well, uh, go ahead. Put Johnny at ease. He's about to go on his first flight. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm flying into LAX two weeks ago, oh, and boy. the flight is all pleasant. And uh, as we approach, you know, we go over the stadium, and we're going down, 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 and we're only maybe 500 feet up when the plane starts swaying left and right and left. It's not turbulence. It's like we're going left, right, like going over waves in a boat. We come all the way down way too fast, I'm going to say. We actually touch down on one wheel, and boom, boom. We take off like a rocket shot straight up again. And uh, <laughs> you should look at Johnny's eyes right now. Johnny's like, listening can't to the story. Even compute what's Johnny's freaking out right I'm now. I'm visualizing uh, it. Yes, right now. go ahead. So, Randy, what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're pinned to the back of our seats. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> we're going straight up. We're not like taking off again. We're like heading for the moon. And then the guy, the pilot gets on there a minute later. Uh, sorry about that, folks. I got word from the tower about some traffic. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's, what do you mean traffic in the sky? No, traffic on the runway, dude. He's about to almost smash another plane. There's Nine only three planes smashy, on the runway. Smashy, smashy. 951 said, I smelled smoke in the cabin, and they had us assume the crash position. Oh, man, that's scary. That's so What's the crash scary. position? Oh, you're going to have to learn that, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. This Let's... guy's about to go on his first flight. Big day. So here's the question. You are out with friends, relatives, et cetera, at a concert or at a club, whatever, at a bar. You're all go- you start the night together, and then at some point, what seems to happen is that you separate or you get separated. Maybe someone's got to go to the bathroom, or someone's going to go go to the bar, get another drink. And some people from your group end up in a better situation than you started, be it VIP, or they end up somehow backstage, or something happens. Now the group is separated. Do you ever not take advantage of the opportunity to upgrade your situation because you're like, oh, I've got five friends that are here? Or do you go, every man fights for, everyone for themselves. Yeah, a loyalist or an opportunist in that situation. And and, and by the way, 
I'm not even judging the opportunists because sometimes it feels you could argue it feels like you get ditched. And I do think that people have a friend that does this kind of on a regular basis. Like they're just able to. They're able they're to, able to find guy, a way dude. to ditch you. Yeah. I'm saying see you suckers later. Yeah. Yeah, if you I'm get hanging a, yeah. out in VIP with the celebs. Right. If you get the chance, you don't care who you're out with. You take that opportunity, right, Omar? Because you go, 100%. this is going to be a better night for me. And then maybe you make an effort to try to get someone else up. Because that's usually the way it goes. I, if I remember correctly, it would be someone would kind of infiltrate the system and then they would be like now i'm going to try to figure out a way to get you in but that usually would never happen no yeah right. that's not going to pass down it's not going to trickle down to you um somebody on the text line pointed out that one of the last times i traveled with my sister she ditched me in the security line and went clear okay now here's i'm glad you bring that up i have tsa pre-check my wife does not every single time we go to travel I immediately say, all right, have fun. See ya. I'm out of here. And I say, This is I, my perk. And she goes, every time, why? It's not like we're, what's the, what does it matter? I, go, I don't want to take off shoes and go through, exactly. take out my Exactly, I don't want to wait longer in line. I, I'll go get a burrito. I don't want to deal with that. I'm a, I'm an important person, according to the TSA. Yeah. And I want to go in that other line. And she gets hurt every time. And I say, go do the, Go, go drive, do the stupid meeting. Go drive to LAX, sit in the cubicle, and do the meeting. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not driving to LAX, but I don't have to travel. I'm like, all right, well, then I guess you're always going to be in this dumb line. Right, exactly. But and you should not feel bad about that client. But that's a great example of those sorts of things. We wanted to hear from you. Opportunist, loyalist, where do you fall? Go ahead. You're on K-Rock. Hey, uh, hey you guys. Um, uh, uh, we were going on a flight, and uh, it was only two seats left. And we were on standby. It was one and road 20 and we played rock paper scissors me and my wife and uh, i ended up winning so i took row one and she was in way back of the plane one at first row one and one at row 20 yes can't believe that even after rock paper scissors which is a great way to settle anything a little rochambeau you still <laughs> took the good seat i'm really surprised about that i thought it was fair we both decided this let's play rock paper scissors she agreed I won, so I took row one. All right, that's the husband of the year right there. Uh, Jeff, what happened to you? Oh, dude, uh, girlfriend's birthday party in Avalon in Hollywood. Her and her best friend get taken up on stage. I go with the best friend's uh, boyfriend to go with my girlfriend at her birthday party at the club that the club knows about. They throw me off stage, beat me to a pulp, and I'm standing outside calling the cops for an hour while my girlfriend's just kind of like, rubbing all over me because she's in MDMA land. That's the good stuff. You're a attractive woman. I'm not saying what your girlfriend looks like, but she sounds attractive. She's up on stage dancing in the VIP mm. DJ booth, and you're getting beaten up by a bouncer in the back alley. Exactly. And then it took a, the cops an hour and a half to not show up. Oh, that's about nice. Oh, it was fun. Don't you love Hollywood? Did you ever say anything to her, Jeff, about why would she Why would she ditch you? Oh, no. It, it, it was just like a hor It ended up being a horrible miscommunication. Right. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what my hey, sister uses that one. Next. That's yeah. all that matters. I couldn't find you. Jody, what happened to you? Opportunist loyalist. Uh, I, I am also uh, married to the husband of the year. We got tickets to a really great, tight show at the Ace Theater, Coldplay. Mm -hmm. And we were way up on one of the highest balconies. He somehow finds a way to, like, the front. And almost like front row. Mm -hmm. Watches the whole rest of the show on the front row with me stuck up there in the balcony not knowing what had even happened to it. No, I have done that. Yeah. You have? I did that at Morrissey. Yep. Yeah, you know why? And uh, by the way, I don't... Uh, you just went front row for nothing? 
Uh, he went all the way to the front row to watch Morrissey leave the show because it was cold. That's amazing. Yeah, he was there. I, I'll tell you what. It's because the people that like – this is a skill that some people have. They're able – and it's not just because you're attractive. Some people just are good at figuring out the right places to go and look like you belong and look like you know what and you're you doing. you got to size up the security guards and, the, and the, you know, it's like this guy clearly doesn't give an F. I could just walk right through. Right, and you can't – and sometimes that other person, if they don't have the same – they will they will stop you from – Yep. Like if Ali, I'm just saying, if I were to, I feel like if both of us ended up at uh, Crypto or Hollywood Bowl, and we were both at the all way back, last row, I think that I would have better chance of figuring out a way to sneak closer or better situation. You but did it at the forum, and you were like, anyway, I'm like backstage, and I don't know how this happened, and I'm like, uh, okay. Oh yeah, Ali was so mad about. And I then like you that. just never came back. I yeah. was like, of course, okay. once you're back there, there was like free food and drink. Right. I'm not going back mm-hmm. with the riffraff. <laughs> But then there was another time where I was in Vegas, and we, uh, these girls that I were w- was with got invited to be at somebody's table, right? And they paid thousands of dollars to be at that table. And I'm going, okay, well, I can just piggyback on their thing and go to the table. And I was thinking, there's no way they can ditch me. I can't just be by myself. So they invited me over, but as soon as I got there, somebody came by and was like, guys, there's too many people at the table. You guys got to go. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no! Get her out so of here. I ruined the experience because they tried to include me. Yeah, if there's one more, usually, because there's that tipping point, like a friend, okay, yeah. sure, and then there's like a three friends. And they're oh. like, you know what, all of you out. Hey, John on K-Rock, what's up? Hey, me, John. You know, I was at a bachelor party with my stepbrother. Are you a caveman? Me, John. <laughs> me, hey, me, John. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.